All right. Anytime I want to start. Happy U year. <laughs> hey, thank you. It's the year of the U. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. Boy, boy, what day is it? New Year's Day, then the ghosts and all that shit. Okay, all right, we've done that bit. Hey, Dave, how's it going? It's going great. Good. Thanks for that quick, that Reader's Digest version of, the, of A Christmas well, Carol. Well, in our early uh, episodes, we would do that every uh, Christmas and forget that we did it the previous Christmas. And then one year, we, we remembered that we did it, and we went, let's stop doing that. And we did for many years, but now we're back to doing it again. Yeah, it's nice that way. It's we're allowed good. to say, uh, boy, boy, what day is it again? They tried to take that away from us, but uh, <laughs> but we got it back. <laughs> That's right. For so long, it was they, they. What day, what day is it? Yeah. I mean, they. Uh, you're not even allowed to call it boy, boy, what day is it day anymore. Mm. They don't let you call it boy, boy, what day is it day <laughs> anymore. Right. If you spell it B-U-O-Y, mm-hmm. it's fine. I was wondering, like, uh, in the Christmas Carol, like, why is the goose shop still open? Like, they're yeah. open on Christmas Day. Doesn't that guy have to go to church? <laughs> Doesn't that guy have stuff to do? Right. Well, no, he's a, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's going to be visited next season. He's Johnny Goose he's, Guy. He's like, going to be visited by the ghost of a goose. Mm-hmm. He's going to come here. I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, season. do they still have the thing in the shop window? And if so, what's open on Christmas? But I don't even know what it was like back then for Christmas. Christmas wasn't that big a deal. No, I mean, whenever you listen to stories of what Christmas used to be like in London town, it was like they would make the, uh, like a a person who was like a beggar, the mayor of the city, and uh, they would rob rich people. There was all these things they do. It was just like, oh, it was just crazy banana pants back then. It doesn't sound quite real. It really doesn't sound quite real to me, anyway. Nope. Uh, you know what? I, I I have a feeling Victorian England was just made up, <laughs> just for books. Well, it's a and it's a particular time period too, because when we talk about Victorian England, we pretty much think of the entire 19th century yes as being victorian england uh, what we think about is sherlock holmes is walking down the street and when he leaves jack the ripper comes out and it's like nothing else but that and then and then queen victoria comes out and says stop doing that even though she was you know fairly open-minded apparently i wouldn't even class i wouldn't i don't think sherlock holmes would actually be a victorian era novel oh okay to- i think it would have been what po- era it would have been post-Victorian. I don't know what that period was, hmm. whether it was Regency period or Edwardian. I think Edwardian was into the 20th century, though. So. Let me do a very fast review. Uh, I, I saw Holmes and Watson. It was fine. Okay, with uh, John C. Riley. Yeah, and, and Will Ferrell. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It, okay. was, it was legitimately fine. Like, it it had some very clever stuff yeah. near the end okay. uh, that they didn't put in the trailer. Trailer is abysmal, but it, it's got a zero <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Oh, that's not Like, zero. Good. That's not very good at all. Yeah, it's like the highest rated Rotten Tomatoes film is mm-hmm. uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Uh, except for one guy. One guy, like, at the last second went, no. And it's like, okay. <laughs> So that guy's a real Dr. Octopus. Uh, but yeah, absolute zero. Yeah. And it's like, no, you watch he's, this on a plane, you'll be fine. You'll, he's you'll a be real fine. Doc Knock. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's fine. It's like, you know, it's not it's not great. It looks like they made it for Netflix, kind of. Yeah. You know, uh, there's some stuff they could have followed up on and tightened up. Absolutely. Sure. Sure. Um, but no, it's fine. It's okay. just, it's like, do you like that kind of thing? Yeah. If you like, step, one of those kind do you like of Step Brothers? 
Yeah. Do you, do, like, you, do you like them acting like idiots? Do you like them with the race car thing, but without the race car thing? That's fine. Hey, did, were you okay with Anchorman 2? Like, no, I know it wasn't great. I was not okay with Anchorman. Okay, very good. I wasn't even okay with Anchorman I'd 1. say it's, well, then you're not the audience for this. I'm not. I'm not, a, I'm not an audience. I don't enjoy idiot movies very much, no. to be honest with you. Do you know what's weird? It's like uh, John C. Riley, though. Uh, I really liked Walk Hard. Did you see that film? Yeah, I did like that movie. Yeah. I thought that was quite clever. I'm just like, hey, why isn't he doing more of that stuff? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's nice your friend with your friend Will. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, you made, I think, a better movie than uh, any of the Will Ferrell movies with that. <laughs> Do you know what, uh, you know what I liked him in so much was that, that Skull Island film. Oh, the Kong Skull Island. Yeah. yeah. I really liked his character in that. I thought he did, a, I, I thought he just did a great job. It's like he was having fun and everyone else in the movie didn't understand what kind of movie they yeah. were in. That's, that's the role I think he will do best in. Besides, he'll do the drama roles every so often or sister sisters or yeah. brother sisters or whatever the hell that was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, he will be the guy who comes in about mm, two thirds of the way through the movie. And you're like, Hey, there he is. <laughs> that's nice. He's that's the, the guy. He's the crazy millionaire. He's that guy who was left alone for a while and yeah. went crazy. He's the something something crazy. Yeah, you go like, oh, I'm delighted to see him. Hooray! Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. I think well, besides something like Walk Hard, I, I don't. I think he's an actor who's a very good character actor. I would say it's my favorite John C. Riley movie of the year, and I've seen two other John C. Riley movies. So you've seen uh, the Sister Brothers, Sisters but- Brothers, yeah. And uh, I've seen um, Wreck-It Ralph 2. Uh, oh, Ralph Wreck-It Ralph, Break, that's right. Uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. That's right. And, and he... it's better than both of those, I would say. <laughs> Interesting. Well, because so I was actually, I don't say I was mocking at work, but I was kind of being dubious about it being good sure. at work. And, it, and, looks, it looks terrible from the yeah, trailer. from the trailer. And so I, said, so I was pleasantly surprised when you said it was good. I read your, your uh, Facebook. I said it was fine. Let's not let's not say. When good. you said it was the best movie you've seen all year, mm. I, I thought, well, if Ian... I thought, is it January first already? <laughs> Ian likes his idiot movies, I guess. No, I when I saw when I saw you say that it was uh, okay, you know, I was pleasantly surprised because I I had been mocking it in the lunchroom at work, and mm. someone said, "Oh, I suppose you don't like anyone touching your precious Sherlock Holmes." Some kind of comment like that, right? Mm. I was like, not at all. I yeah, enjoy. You're homophobic. I like Sherlock Holmes' younger brother. The the. Smarter OG. Brother. Smarter Brother. Sorry, the Gene Wilder film. Right. I particularly enjoy them dancing the kangaroo. We're just going to let my homesophobic uh, joke like, just, just <laughs> sorry, die in the Say it again. There. Sorry that I didn't mean to miss it. Uh, all right. Fair enough. No, keep going. Okay. But yeah, The Adventures sorry, of Sherlock Holmes, Smarter Brother with Gene Wilder. I hope everyone at home A Billy Wilder uh, movie, I believe. It's not a Billy Wilder film. Isn't no. it? No, Billy Wilder did uh, The Private Life of Sherlock Holmes. That's the one. I, I think apologize. it's directed by Gene Wilder, that movie. That, okay, uh, then there we go. And then there's also um, Without a Clue. The Michael Caine, Ben Kingsley one with uh, Watson as the smart person using mm. using Ben Kingsley's Sherlock Holmes as sort of a, a you know a front for his because he can't get the the respect, right. and that's quite a good film. That's a fun movie. So I, I don't I have no problem with like having fun no. with the Sherlock Holmes story if you do it well. Like you know if you but so this sounds like they did it okay. So I'm I'm glad I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, there's a couple of people I know who said uh, they they felt that it wasn't going to be respectful to Sherlock Holmes. And I'm like, I don't know if you need to be respectful. No, not at all. But you should know the source material before you you go Well, uh, that. And it. you know who you should be respectful to? The audience. That's mm. who you should be respecting when you make a movie. Yes. Cuz they're the ones who are paying or paying their time or paying money to watch what you're presenting. And if it's just pure garbage or it seems like the laziest thing that anyone's ever done, well, then that's no... It's one of those films, though, that survives from joke to joke. Like, there's no, there's nothing else to hang it on. That's too bad. And and, and when you look at something like uh, Blazing Saddles, um, as, as an example of the type of movie I feel that this is, mm-hmm. um, 
it's you actually did kind of care about the lead character, yeah. even though you're like, well, why would we? He's in a cartoon. He's Bugs mm. Bunny. Literally, <laughs> like they play the Looney Tunes theme song at one point, and he blows a guy up with dynamite. Yeah. But you're still like, oh, I hope things work out. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and I really like the friendship between those two. Yeah, that's and they, and they that's don't, the important part of that. They movie, don't for sure. really have that with this. It's mm. really like, do you like this joke? Nope. Here's another one. How about this joke? <laughs> nope. It's a lo- another one. And there was enough like jokes that I went like, yeah, that's a good joke. That, uh, that I was fine with it. Yeah, I just, I just, those kind of movies. And a lot of cameos that they didn't blow in the trailer from UK stars. Well, I guess that's good. Maybe that's why the trailer kind of sucks, is maybe their hands are tied on how much they could show. Yeah, the things that make the movie good aren't aren't things that you could put in a trailer. Mm. You know, it's like a build to a this or a crazy twist on this, uh, but you've got to set up this Mm -hmm. weird concept to, to pay it off later. And it's not just a witty line. Crazy line, wacky fall, yeah. you know, which is what you want in that kind of thing. But then, that, if you do that and you put your best stuff in the trailer, people go, "Yeah, the best stuff was in the trailer." I'm like, mm. Ugh, well, what are you gonna do? Exactly. What are you gonna do? And what's the trailer selling? It's selling that you've got a movie with Will Ferrell and John C. Riley in it. Yeah, you're gonna see it. Basically, do you like? Did you like Step Brothers? Yeah. Well, here they are again. Yeah, they're doing that stuff that they do. They're yeah. a little older, maybe maybe too old at this point. You don't know. Maybe you're feeling a little weird about it. But how many how many other comedy duos are there out there? That's really? true. It's true. That's true, actually, isn't it? It's true. Wow, I'm just thinking of myself now, like, yeah. yeah. Well, you had a little bit of that with like Adam Sandler, even though the you know he's got kind of his little troop. But you know, he does have a troop, but you don't feel like it's a duo or anything. It's basically him and everyone yeah. sort of. It used to be David Spade and Chris Farley back in the day. That would sure. be, it'd be those two. They did doing a few movies. They did about three films together, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good team. I once again, I. The movies I don't think are are great, but yeah, but it's a good team in the sense that you have two opposite kind of that kind of look uh, like comedy uh, folk. Yeah, like okay, yeah. this guy is a, a small guy, this guy's the big guy. Got it. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. you uh, with Will Ferrell and John C. Reilly, it's like, well, you've got two enormously big men, but uh, one definitely has a different look than the other one. The other one's <laughs> got kind of a crazy face. Yeah, it's like, all right, then we're, we're we're fine. I get it. Here we go. Let's go to town. This guy's clearly your lead. Yeah, this guy's clearly the wacky guy who does stuff off to the side <laughs> and wants to be part of it. Yeah, uh, but uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of little things that like John C. Reilly does, like going down the stairs. He does this little weird step, like almost falling thing, but not quite. That's like, <laughs> oh, there's a little bit of business. Okay. He stole that He's from. Doing... He stole that from Wayne Endor Schuster. Oh, do you remember they used to do that little trippy thing down the stairs? So. Oh, did they? Yeah. You just wonder where people get things from sometimes mm-hmm. if they're taking that. From... Wayne and Schuster. I wonder if that still holds up. No. No. Why would it? Why should it? I don't know. Because it, it was. It didn't hold once. up when we saw it when it was fresh. No, but we, it, it was a weird situation. <laughs> like we saw it, I think, in a very bad way. Like I think when people saw Wayne and Schuster and like Wayne and Schuster, they saw him on the Ed Sullivan show in front of a live audience. And I'm yeah. not sure if Ed Sullivan was live or not. It was. It was. There you yeah. go. Then you got that energy. So mm. you got a legitimate audience, legitimately laughing yeah. at, at whatever's funny or not. Yeah. So you got to be. Mm, deliver and when we saw it we saw it on the cbc with the laugh track cranked up with everything yeah. so sterile yeah. and it was just like as soon as someone would walk in the room ah, <laughs> <"Hua!"> <laughs> and you're like well this is wrong yeah. this is bullshit yeah and then yeah. the and then the rhythm and then they didn't seem to super care yeah they, they were there they were delivering everything with this kind of intensity yeah. what's that well this i don't know how about that i don't know, I don't know. yeah <laughs> eh. it's like no 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 you got to get them in front of an audience yeah and, and it's probably make true it's probably true yeah, and also they're just old guys to us, and doing their old bits. Yeah, this is something I'm reading the um, 
I'm reading the Paul Myers book, uh, One Dumb Guy, okay. the history of the kids in the hall. Mm. And, uh, and, and yeah, again, it's, uh, it's 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 in front of a it's in front of an audience it's so it's so different and the, and, yeah. and they and and so when they went to do their tv show dave thomas from sctv uh told them oh yeah here's the thing you're gonna do your sketch i'm, I'm paraphrasing but you're gonna do the sketches that worked for you live yeah they will not work no and you'll think like no this is gold it won't work yeah. and they did the same thing with sctv yeah you see the early sctv they're doing all these like way classic too, way too loud second yeah, yeah classic second city sketches yeah and it's like nope doesn't work. Works live, but yeah. you gotta you gotta do for the medium you're in, and so all these sketches you see from the early bits, it's like yeah, that's fine, mm-hmm. but it's it's not as good as the latest stuff when yeah. they started uh, working for the medium they were in. And I yeah. don't think Wayne and Schuster necessarily really got the medium they were in. They would just deliver this, and they wouldn't let the director do anything, and it would just be flat. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah, this is our killer. Uh, <laughs> We've killed. Wayne this is our killer there. Shakespeare baseball sketch. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, live. And then on this is me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of what it sounded like. Well, the, it's, it sounded just like trombones to us because we were little kids. Well, Canadian laugh tracks are the worst. Mm. Worst. I mean, it's it's the same laugh track as the Trouble with Tracy. It's the same laugh track as like anything from back the, the King of Kensington. Yeah, which again just like cranks it up so high. It's <laughs> like every every laugh track on a Canadian show when we were kids was just like it's just awful. Would just make you know this is this is complete bullshit. Like Saturday morning cartoons had yeah. a more subtle laugh track and like chose their moments better. Yeah, yeah. I'll be yeah. I've never seen an episode of the King of Kensington. Yeah, I've never, never you know bothered what? to watch if it. If you as a killed, kid. if you killed the laugh track, you might be able to get away with it. Okay. Um, but even even if you do watch like the first season of, of uh, SCTV, they had no idea where to put the laugh track, and it mm. was the typical Canadian laugh track. Yeah, yeah. So the setups would get a big. Wah, <laughs> and everyone was like, Ugh. <laughs> though, <clears throat> sorry, I'm Johnny Rambles because I've been watching a lot of stuff over the over the holidays. Okay. I was watching a, a thing on the Mighty Boosh, and they were talking about how when they did their show, their TV show, they had yeah. a live audience for the video segments. Okay, and the audience was such a fan were such fans that they would laugh at all the setups, and then when people watched the show, they'd go, "Well, this is this is fake." Yeah. You really cranked the laugh track up. No, no, they were just yeah, yeah. They were just happy. They were they're enthusiasts. Yeah, they just see like a blank street before it started. Like what? <laughs> they're like, oh, it looks so fake, but it's not. It's not fake. It's yeah. funny. You have to turn the audience down. Okay, we're gonna tell you guys a really sad story before we start the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Noel's dog died yesterday, and uh, he's really sad about it. So. Yeah, so it's if you really could terrible. just, if we could have a moment of silence this before we begin. Trying, this is trying to be respectful. Of. And now, look at, this, look at the city street. <laughs> Damn it. The funniest it doesn't work. People that find streets hilarious. <laughs> so how was your New Year's? My New Year's? Yes, sir. Season. Lead up. <laughs> it's not even New Year's yet. I don't know. Make it up. <laughs> they don't know. Well, my New Year's is great. <laughs> Got a raise. We you know we won the lottery, so I'm quitting my job uh, in two weeks. I oh, that's that's too bad. I couldn't. Then it uh, doesn't matter about the raise. No, I know, but <laughs> it was. Why'd you lead with that? Who cares? <laughs> I got a raise and because, I quit my job. Then who gives because a fuck? My raise, what was that story? Listen, I got a raise because of my you know my work my work ethic and stuff at work. So I'm a little proud that I got a raise. Mm-hmm. Also, I won the lottery, so it doesn't matter. I admit it, but you know I still work in the two weeks because I couldn't just quit without giving them two weeks notice. But you got a raise for that two weeks. 
Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Because you got a good work ethic. <laughs> That's true. I do. And a good gambling ethic. I also have a good, well, I wouldn't say it's a gambling ethic. I found the ticket on the street. Mm. I have a good theft ethic. <laughs> what I meant was Christmas. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. I'm sorry. Uh, so Christmas how was, was your Christmas? Did you do, did you do your Boxing Day, uh, Dedrick No, we didn't, we don't really do that anymore. The, the par- did you have eggs, Dedrick? The parents have kicked kicked the kids out of boxing day that's that's fair but did you have eggs dedrick yes we did what people want to know we did have eggs dedrick once again the recipe is the recipe is very simple everyone okay you ready for this go to ihop and order some pancakes (laughs) it's eggs benedict but instead of using hollandaise sauce you use bernays sauce and bernays sauce is super easy but it's not easy to make here's the secret to making it's not easy to make but it's actually simple once you figure it out because what you do Oh, okay. by the way, I've, I, that's, sure, that's sure. actually a phrase that I've liked recently, which is like, uh, it's simple, but not easy. There you go. <laughs> Cause I've yeah, heard it's that a lot, lot lately about various things. We're just like, it's oh yeah, how do you, how do you give up uh, smoking? Oh, it's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. true. It is simple, but it's not easy. But it's not easy. There's almost all the things that yeah. in life are worthwhile, mm. simple, mm-hmm. just not easy. Not easy. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So, cause with Bernays sauce, um, so the main ingredients for it are, well, you use white wine okay. and tarragon vinegar, equal equal parts, like a half cup each. So that's two acids. Two acids. That's okay. right. Okay. What are we? What else are we putting in there? You're gonna put in. Um, Do you shallot. heat those up first? Wait. You're gonna put in shallots. Okay. Two shallots. I basically just cut like one big shallot kind of. Lots into, of shallots. You get lots of shallots, <laughs> and then you put in uh, three teaspoons of chervil and three. Hard to find a. Th- no, it's not that hard to find. I, the herb. I went on a chervil hunt once, and it was uh, quite difficult. I just used dry. Understood. Okay. It was still. It was still. still there was like one place on in Granville Island I could find chervil. Wow. Yeah. I better keep my open for it. Thanks for running low. Uh, and then three table, three teaspoons, sorry, of of tarragon. Mm-hmm. And then you take that mixture and you you get it get it hot, get it boiling, and you you reduce it by about a, to about a third. Okay. They say I have no idea what that means. I just boil it for a little while, then I take it off. And then you... That also burns off the alcohol. Okay. Yeah. Then you... St- not all of it. People not say it does, it. but it doesn't. Yeah, of course. But in most of it, and you're not a sure. drinker, so okay, go ahead. Makes me happy. So then you uh, use a, a sieve, and you you strain, like a strainer or whatever, and you strain out the bulk of the yeah. of the herbs and the and the shallots and stuff like that. And so you just get the liquid remains with the, fl- the flavor in it. Mm-hmm. You transfer that onto like a double boiler right. on your stovetop, and you add... Water mm-hmm. and three hot egg yolks. water or cold just water? cold water and three egg yolks. So a teaspoon or sorry, a tablespoon of water and three egg yolks. Okay, and then you stir that and you keep stirring and stirring and stirring. By the way, you have to have a half a cup of butter into this, so you have it ready and cut. Mm-hmm. So you cut it into four. I usually just cut it into four quarters. Salted or unsalted? Salted or unsalted is fine. Doesn't matter. Okay. So just stir. You keep stirring the egg yolks. And the thing you have to watch out now. This is where it gets complicated. It's it's simple. But not it's easy. kind of not easy because you have to make sure that your water is hot underneath your double boiler, but is never boiling. Because once it yes. starts boiling, it will separate what you're what you're cooking. Yeah. So you have to constantly lift your pot up and just keep an eye on the, where if it's bubbling or yes. not. And so you just keep stirring, 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 stirring forever and ever till you know the rest of the family's gone to bed. And <laughs> you make the egg yolks fluffy because you want them fluffy. So you get them as fluffy as you can, and they will fluff up. They'll actually get really nice and light and fluffy. And you just stir with like a one of those stirring things, you know, the little whisk, you whisk yes. away. And once you get the egg yolks fluffy, then you can add your butter to it. So you add one one of your little cuts of, you know, you've cut into four. So you add a quarter of your butter in and you 
keep stirring, stir until that's melted, and just keep stirring, 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 and it'll start. It'll keep getting fluffy. Yeah. You add all your butter to it, and it just keeps getting fluffy, fluffy, fluffy the whole time. And as long as you're stirring constantly, and I mean constantly, you just never stop. It'll be very nice. It'll be perfect, absolutely perfect Bernays sauce. Uh, the problem with that, though, is of course you're also trying to get your poached eggs ready and your your muffins your your muffins for the you know and your ham ready and yeah. stuff like that. So this year, after doing it, I decided what I'm going to do next year is I'm going to pre-make like pre-toast my muffins and get the and cook the, warm up the ham and then I'll just put them in our warming drawer and our on, our on our oven, right? Just so they're staying warm and then I'll just do the eggs and the Bernays sauce and I don't have to worry about that other have stuff. Have you thought of pre-making the eggs because you can also? Do I've those. heard you can do that, but I just I'm I'm not confident enough. That I know how to undercook them enough that when I warm them up, that I'm not getting a hard yolk. I don't want a hard yolk, so right. I'd rather just do that myself because then I can keep an eye on them. Yeah, I just kind of shake the, the the pan as they're cooking just to make sure they're they're jiggly and just kind of keep my own that. And then when I, then when I get panicky, I take them out. Do you put the poached eggs in anything special, or is it just straight in the water? I just put them straight in the water. I just carefully okay. drop them in so they don't you know get spin spin around or anything. Right. But also. I get it boiling and then I turn it down so yes. then you get rid of the the, the bubbles so yeah. then I just put it in into the warm water. Do you water. cut the strands off or do you like uh, to make uh, them pretty or do you just go for no, it? No, I don't worry about that too much. Um I, but I like I pick them up with a spoon like a straining a spoon. spoon. Yeah. Yeah, and just then they tend to just kind of you tend to get what you want from that, I think. So and I don't really worry about it. You're going to dump a bunch of bernet sauce on it and it's going to go into someone's stomach, so what are they worried about? <laughs> it all comes out at the same end. I believe my grandparents made bad poached eggs, and that threw me off poached eggs for a long time. Mm. Was it too hard or too runny? Uh, a little too, yeah, just a mess. Like it was mm. like a lot of like really gooey white on the on the end. That's like you know transparent. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, that's yeah. not good. Which is like just cook them a little more, cook them a little more. <laughs> but uh, but they didn't, and they wouldn't put they didn't put hollandaise sauce or anything on them. Yeah. When I uh, I'm a lazy lazy person. When I when I make uh, Bernays sauce, <laughs> I will just use a mix and uh, and the butter. Not not flavorful. Well, I honestly it not flavorful. Oh, I like hear, if you I hear if you. you had mine and then you had that, you'd yeah. be like blah. It was the same when I had Lisa's mom's applesauce. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up having like sunripe canned applesauce with with our pork chops or whatever. Like. Or pork roast, or whatever, for years, and I always thought that was just fine. And then I had Lisa's mum's applesauce one time, and I didn't really notice the difference that much. But then when I went home and had applesauce from a can after I'd had hers, I was just like, "What is this bland garbage? Throw away!" <laughs> oh yeah, does she really cinnamon it up, or what did she do? Uh, we sugared it up, I think, is more the case. Uh, yeah, she made sense. a really nice sweet, and the apples she used were like particular. She used transparent apples, which aren't really common. They had a transparent apple tree. I uh, I have never really I've well not. Really, at all. I've never cooked a pork chop until about uh, two weeks ago. Oh, really? And I tried it for the first time after watching a recipe on TV that I went like, oh, that makes sense. Uh, and uh, they were pretty damn perfect, uh, if I don't say so myself. <laughs> to I, the point where, like Pia said, this is the best meat you've ever made. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. And so nice. I've tried it now with like, and, and this was not, not like. So what was the technique that you used? The technique uh, you use, here's the real trick. Is you well? It's just salt and pepper on on there, and then sure. you uh, you baste the pork chop while you're while you're cooking it. It's about two and a half minutes to three minutes per side, probably okay. three and then two. So you're basting it with its own juices, or with its own juices. Okay. That's right. You know, you just like angle the pan a bit and just keep spooning, sure. spooning that over. Okay. But then the trick apparently is make sure that you rest it for the same amount of time you cooked it. So if you oh. cooked it for five minutes, you rest it for five minutes, and that's oh. what uh, that that's what makes it perfect. And I used a pork chop. God help me. From the drugstore, like Shoppers Drug Mart has pork chops, okay. right? But they're okay. actually really well uh, portioned pork chops. Yeah, 
Uh, I've since gone to a fancier place and, and, but we don't eat a lot of pork, but like, uh, I've since gone to a fancier butchers here and went like, let's see if this works with this. And it's like, yeah. yes, it does. Oh, and the other trick is, uh, because the, the fat on the end, uh, cause there's always a bit of fat on it. Yeah. That makes it curl up and that makes it cook unevenly. So make sure that you slice the, uh, the fat. Do little slices in the fat so it doesn't curl. Okay, and that way you get the the flat pork chop. Yeah, and uh, and it cooks uh, it cooks evenly. But yeah, it was. So it, this is pan fried. Pan fried. Yeah. Okay, it okay. was uh, shocking to me, like how good it was. It was like, oh my god, wow. I might have to start eating this. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, I don't really worry about the pork chop so much because we just. I just uh, love a mushroom gravy with it. Yeah. So I'll do a mushroom. If you're Johnny Smothers, then it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> this seems to be the secret. <laughs> That's right. I uh, just cover it in sauce. I'll make a mushroom gravy with uh, green beans in it. Nice. And I just uh, spoon that over the mashed potatoes in the pork shop. And that's... May I ask what your mushroom gravy uh, recipe is? Oh, it's very simple. It's just a can but of... But is it easy? It's easy and simple. <laughs> in this case, All right. it's just it's just a can of, of mushroom soup with a, half a can of milk added to it. That's pretty simple. It's very simple, but tasty. Do you reduce it? Not really. Okay, so how is it not just soup? Uh, I think because you ha- you don't put in a full amount of milk into it. So okay, you keep normally it... you put like two cans. You put one can of like a full can of milk into into your mushroom, into your, like to, as a mix between the soup and the. Okay. So you're just kind of halving that, and then once you add the green beans to it, it, it kind of kind of makes the, for a solid mass. It's Very still nice. it's still no, runny, but you. what the heck? I know people are probably disturbed that I buy I bought meat at the drugstore, but <laughs> well, shoppers the... shoppers drug might actually yeah. had some okay stuff. They for do, when it's and they also like... have good they also have good deals. Yeah, they'll do a lot of like lost leaders for the, with their groceries. There's always one thing that's cheap, mm-hmm. and you go around like, "What's well, cheap today?" And it's like cheese. Okay, then we're doing the cheese. Yeah, uh, or the milk what's or whatever. Yeah. Cheap today, it's the vegetables. All right, let's go to the vegetables, and then you, you load up on that. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, Christmas morning, well, I got up at seven. Oh, that's all which right. Is very rare for me to get up. I usually wake up around nine. That's late for you. I'm like a tormentor for, yeah. for the kids on on Christmas morning. Uh. But I got up early because I wanted to get the bread going for the stuffing. Okay. So I woke up early and then I I used a blender and I blended uh, two you loaves. Blend of, bread. Yeah, I bl- I put in the blender and 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 you know cut it up into little pieces. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't would like work. a chunky. I don't like a chunky stuffing. Okay, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know that would work. Do you cut it up before you put it in the blender? Or you just no. Go, like, straight? I just tear it into. I just tear it into four pieces. Okay. And I'll just put them in like bits at a time and, sure. and blend them. And then I measure them out. I put them into a measuring cup, a eight cup measuring cup, and sure. then I. So I made 18 cups of bread. So that was basically two loaves of bread. Okay. So it's like a... Uh, what type of bread do you use? Just white bread. All right. Um, yeah, I don't like too much flavor from the bread and something like that. So I don't want to use like a brown bread or anything. So I don't want I don't want the bread to be part of the recipe. It's just, it's just really filler. It's really just supposed to soak up the juices like the and the spices and you know, right. the herbs and stuff like that are supposed to be in the bread. Like I don't want the bread to be like, here I am too. I'm, I'm bread. <laughs> You want to taste me, right? Not really. You're just here as a transporter. So, uh, yeah, so I, bl- I basically did like a recipe and a half. So it's a 12 cup recipe. So I made it 18 cups and then I just kind of put, you know, kind of half up everything up a little bit because we were, we had nine people coming for dinner. Okay. So I, yeah, so I did the bread and then I, I used our, our, this little, our, we use our food processor and it has like an extra little bowl at the top with a smaller blade. Yes. And I use that to cut up the, the herbs for it. So like the sage and the parsley. So I added that and salt and pepper and then I just put it aside. Then I started on breakfast after we opened presents. And so I made the eggs dederic and waffles and sausages and bacon and hash browns. So that was good. So we, we had it and then uh, the girls' boyfriends came over. So that was nice. So they came over for, for breakfast. And then once they cleared out, then I started on uh, dinner. And so I made 18 cups of stuffing. 
And normally, you know, I stuff the turkey and then I just put the remainder into a bowl mm-hmm. until, you know, I just cook it on the side and this, and this incorporated into the stuffing I take out of the bird when, when, I di- when I'm carving it. But we got a giant turkey. I didn't even know how big it was until I was stuffing it. And I put all 18 cups of stuffing into this, oh, into this turkey. I know. I was just like, where did everything go? Wow. It's a TARDIS turkey. And then I started get panicking. I'm like, oh, I don't have enough stuffing. I have to make more. But then I thought, oh, well, whatever. You know, we'll just feed people crackers before dinner and it'll be full. <laughs> so, so then I put the turkey in the oven. I got it and I was a bit late because I played some games. Like we played a game called Code, Code Names, I think it's called, which is quite a fun game. It's like you have, you put a bunch of words down in a grid in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then there's two teams and there's the clue giver. And then there's people who have to interpret the clues. Okay. And so you have all these words in front of you. And so, some of the some of the words belong to your team and some of the words belong to the other team. Then there's some words that are neutral, that are just innocent bystanders, as they're called. And then there's one that's sudden death. So you don't want to get that one. Mm. And so the code the code giver, you know, what he wants to do is is he can only give you one clue, one word as a clue. And then you have to try and figure out and and his job is to like is get as many words as possible under one clue. Mm. But also not give not give you a clue that would also want to make make you pick the other team's words as well, because they'll get the points for that, and then you lose your turn. And so it's quite fun. So we ended up playing about three three of those, and that was that was great. But unfortunately, then it put me behind in my my turkey <laughs> cooking time. So by the time I got the bird on, it was quite late, and I've never cooked a bird this big before. So we didn't. So by the time it was finished cooking, it was like seven thirty <laughs> at night. So I felt pretty bad about that. I had said well, everyone's eat. hungry. It's I told everyone right. we're gonna eat at ten, but I was just sort of joking. So <laughs> was sort of getting like that. I was like, "Oh, oh maybe I was more right than I thought." So yeah, so it, we came out around seven, and we, you know, then you by the time you let it sit after you take it out, you know, you have to let it sit for a bit, and, and then carved it and got everything else ready. It was seven thirty by the time we ate, so I felt like a bit of a, a jerk host, but <laughs> but it's good though. It was good. Oh, good. I'm it was a good turkey, and, and the stuffing was great. It was such a big bird. Like we took it out of the pan, and there was like an inch of juice in the in the pan after we'd cooked it. I couldn't believe how much it was. I thought this is going to be the driest turkey of all time, but it was really good. Actually, it was quite juicy. Oh, cool! I've never really had a, a dry bird in all my time of cooking oh. turkeys. So. I've have had mostly dry birds. In oh, really? Time, yeah. Well, I haven't cooked them, but mm. I've just been uh, the uh, you know victim. I think them. that's overcooking. Yeah, overcooking the bird. Absolutely. Yeah. I use a meat thermometer, and I find it's very accurate and quite quite good. Yeah, the old butterball uh, poppy stick uh, doesn't work real great. That's uh, that's not good technology. Yeah, I've never pop. That's oh, done. Is it? <laughs> or is it? Is it ruined? It, it could be either. It's it's fine. And again, I can't complain. I'm getting a turkey from somebody. I guess so. But if so you're I'm getting... not gonna. Yeah, turkey, but... turkey is a rough bird. Turkey has uh, turkey's turkey's uh, difficult. Some. I mean, you're doing it well, and that's great. But again, in my experience, it's been a dry road. That is, and I used to not like gravy. Oh, okay. So just that makes like, it really difficult. No, yeah. it was like uh, my my thing used to always be like, if only we could do the ratio of like turkey to stuffing and flip it, I would be great because I love stuffing. Oh yeah, stuffing business. Great, yeah. And I'm like, and here comes the turkey. That's fine. But just <laughs> we would run out of stuffing like so soon. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why? Well, why, why do we that's... have all this leftover turkey and no leftover yeah. stuffing? Well, that's why I make more stuffing. Then. And then you have a nice yeah. little uh, you have a turkey sandwich with stuffing on it. Mm-hmm. When I found out you could put stuffing on a sandwich, what a glorious day that was. Lisa won't. 
do it. Why? Bread on bread? Yeah, she doesn't get the bread on bread. The same reason she doesn't like, as you also don't like the idea of a spaghetti sandwich. Oh, God. Because to no. her, it's just so weird that you have like... Oh, my God. Well, we're... Yeah, starch she's and starch. about that. Oh, my gosh. But there's the same thing. Oh, you like my gosh. With no, your... it's just it's just idea <laughs> texture-wise. Like okay. Your teeth hitting a bit of spaghetti and bread. Like, to oh, me, like, it. if my teeth are going through bread, uh, I want it to hit something that's got some resistance uh, and not something that feels like it's all dashing in all directions away from me. It is kind of like biting into a, someone's arm, I guess. Uh, I don't even think it's like that. <laughs> I don't know. It's more like biting neck. into a bunch of worms. Yeah, I guess so. But what's so nice about it is because it's warm, it melts oh, the butter. Oh, my Lord. I always butter it, so you get that nice buttery flavor. You know with what? The I say I say you make one of these at some point. We'll uh, we'll, we'll give it a shot. <laughs> if we ever have, uh, and of course we will, we'll have Kathleen Gross back on the show at some point, yeah. and she'll bring one of her uh, gelatinous recipes. Yes. You make a spaghetti sandwich. I'll make something. <laughs> okay. You know? I'll have to bring my spaghetti from home. That's yeah. my, my sauce. My favorite thing as a kid used to be uh, Miracle Whip on Ritz crackers with a little bit of pickle. Oh, I oh, love that. Really? Oh, this I sounds awful to me. I love that so much. I know, again, it's horrible, right? Yeah, it but, like, terrible. you know, it's it's something that works for you. So, what I used to like to do is if I had a, we had buns, yeah. I would put uh, put some butter on the bun, then I put a piece of cheese and then a pickle on it, and then I put it in the microwave and melt the cheese, and then I would eat it. Wow. It's really good. That is interesting. All right, here's what I'm going to ask our <laughs> gentle listeners. First of all, gentle listeners, I uh, hope you have a happy New Year, if it hasn't been New Year already. Uh, could you write us in with something that you like mm. to eat or ate as a kid that everyone else just goes, are you nuts? Yeah. But it's a thing that you, it's your secret shame food, maybe. <laughs> it's just something that you, like, that. that you like, that you like, that it's just like, ugh. For, uh, for for the rest of the world. Do you know what people always say, ugh, to me about, and I don't understand it, is I really this like... This show. <laughs> well, that's, yes. I do a podcast, <laughs> ugh. What's it about? Oh, it's just me and a friend, and we talk about, ugh. It's one uh, of those, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, is, uh, I love peanut butter and cucumber sandwiches. That's and interesting. People never, yeah, people, are, people never had them, apparently. It sounds very Thai to me. Because that, that sounds like mm. if you put a piece of... Uh, Broiled chicken in there. Yeah, you got a Thai sandwich, <laughs> right? You do. You put a, put that on like a crispy bun. Yeah, yeah. you got a nice Thai sandwich. There. Okay. That's all right. No, it's really good because you just have to kind of picture it. Like you've got your kind of right, your warm, it. your warm peanut butter. Yeah, you know, it's a very, you know, very savory flavor. Okay, but then you've got. The, Have you actually warmed the peanut butter? No, or no, no. Just I just the mean the flavor is. I'm just talking about the flavor is kind of warm. Is this on? Is this on bread or toast? Bread. All right. And then you've got your cool, crisp cucumber. You know, so it's this nice contrast between the two of them. But they really go well together. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend one day if you're cook- cutting cucumber, just as an experiment, that you just put a little bit of peanut butter on a piece of cucumber and try it. Again, this sounds like Thai food to me. <laughs> You'll really like it. Yeah, it's like a, a peanut with a little bit of slaw. Yeah. I've been making um, peanut chicken recently, just really easy peanut chicken. Yeah. Which is... Um, peanut butter? Peanut butter, a little yeah. bit of lime juice, garlic. Mm-hmm. Mix that together and then you put that with your, uh, your chicken and you cook it in a pan and put it on the broiler for a bit to get a nice little okay. little yeah, browning sure, sure. on it. Mwah. Very nice. <laughs> and then and then you put some lime zest on top of it if you want to be a fancy pants because you're using real limes <laughs> and not lime juice from lime juice from a you know bottle. You can still put the bottle of lime juice on if you want to. You could, but you're not wanting that. You want the zest. The oh, you zest want the zest. is what you want. Oh, the zest. Cool. So of course that's the, the yeah. rind, a little bit of the rind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, that sounds good, actually. Hmm. Get a little rice. We we have been making that fairly re- fairly often. Yeah, because it's pretty simple. Yeah, that sounds good. Sorry, I'm eating a chocolate while we're talking. I'm trying <laughs> to subtly get away with it. Your least favorite thing that someone could do. Mm-hmm. I have a chocolate over here. I'm going to wait for you to tell a long story, and I'm going to eat the chocolate <laughs> while you're doing it. So, what did you do Christmas Day? How was your Christmas Day? 
Our Christmas Day was nice. Uh, we got up uh, pretty pretty late. Sounds good. Um, we um, I wish I did. We got the tree up. Couldn't find the find find any of the decorations except for one. Nice, which was from our friend uh, Louise, yeah, listener of the show, and Roger, not a listener of the show. Um, <laughs> you don't know that. And it's a it's a Christmas bulb, yeah. with their pictures on it, and you can hit a button. Oh, there's more chocolate on my thumb. Excellent. Um, <laughs> that was an investment that kept paying off. Uh, and if you hit a button on it, it, they scream like they're trapped inside the ball. Nice. It's it's very it's a nice yeah uh, haunting uh, Christmas decoration. <laughs> but we went to my sister's place. We uh, we 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 were and you were supposed to go there this year. We were trying to uh, go with the idea that we would have it here, mm. um, but. Uh, her her mother in law lost her father in law this year, and yeah. so just wanted to make it more comforting sure, and easier sure. for her. So we so we had things uh, over there, and it was uh, it was uh, fine and fine. It okay. was f- it was just gosh darn. F- it was fine and lo- it was lovely to see everybody. Yeah, yeah. There was a little something that happened that was like uh, I was like you know what it's f- and this is my small little bitchins. This is just my <laughs> Christmas bitchins. Okay, okay, sure. Okay. You're well. You're kidding. You're allowed to. Here's 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 the thing. It's one of those things where, like, you go, like, you know what? This year, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm such and such an age. I'm an adult. Yeah. Uh, we can break some patterns. We can have things be a little different. We don't have to go in the same old family patterns we sure, always do. Sure. No, no, it's just right down the river. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like you're, you can't swim against the tide. I and just like a small thing is, is of course, like my family never. Never, 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 mm. never uh, gets anything that I do creatively. Doesn't matter what it is. Sure. I had a TV show once. I don't think any of them ever saw it. Um, well, you know, it's that kind of thing. They missed out. That's that's again. You're a you're a person who is outside of this yeah. raging river that just <laughs> whatever. Um, but uh, we brought some we brought some comics. We brought my my wife's book. Yeah, uh, she's got a book called Me the People. That, yes, sir. Very good, uh, her very nice editorial book. cartoons. Yep. And uh, I brought uh, three issues each of uh, my comic Extra Sisters. Sure, really good uh, as well. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate that. So, uh, so we, we we give them, and then we give them. Like, I give them to my sister, and we give them both sisters. I give them to both both yeah. my sisters. Yeah. And uh, and there's setups there about how like my niece is like, oh, I love horror stuff now. Oh, I love horror stuff. Oh, I love all like everyone's. This yeah. couldn't be more set up. Yeah. <clears throat> so I give them to, to both, and uh, they couldn't give it more of a less of a shit. <laughs> <laughs> like at all, like they they sing it's the praises, all, almost of, literally tossed it over their shoulder. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Yeah, like I, I it's like I put them down and it was just like invisible. Yeah, yeah. you know they flip through them and then not say a word. Yeah, not a word, nothing. Not just like oh, it's colorful, it's anything. <laughs> it's just like oh, three issues so far. How many are they going to be? Some bullshit small talk. You yeah, know, yeah, even if you don't like it, yeah. like just go. Hmm, mm-hmm. They're still making comics nowadays. Yeah, anything. Yeah, uh, Pia stuff. Talking it up, getting her to sign things, almost like taking selfies with her over it, and just like my thing, nothing, <laughs> complete nothing. And I'll, uh, yeah, oh dear. At, at some point, they're gonna find them in their house and go, "What's this toss?" <laughs> but it's just like it doesn't matter, man. It doesn't nothing matter like what you do. Dynamics. They will not. They will not get it. Mm-hmm. They will not connect. It's just they can't. There's something. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just really, really weird. And. Mm. Uh, I was a little bit frustrated with that at the end of it, just like what? <laughs> I know. Then they then they're like get mad at you because you don't want to talk about stuff. <laughs> like, well, why don't you talk about stuff? Well, because if I talk about it, you just you seem indifferent. So what's the point? Here's what they want to talk about. They want to talk about tequila. 
They want to talk about tequila. Mm. They want to talk about they went the to book Mexico. Tequila Mockingbird. Uh, I, would, I would love to talk about Tequila Mockingbird. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Or the p- performer who I think is there's many burlesque performers called that. Okay, but like they went to Mexico and they had uh, tequila tasting. I was like, oh, that's great with the kids. Oh, no, that's what? odd. Okay, because apparently it's okay to do well, that. The kids get the worm, and that's yeah, that's right. And it's fine. And I'm like, but I, again, I've heard this story now three times. <laughs> Um, and I'm like, okay, so what's, you know, and like, they're, they're going to go on another trip. Well, yeah. we're discussing all that. That mm-hmm. sounds great. Yeah. And then, it's just, uh, and the other side of things is something that always happens to me with the family is if there's an elderly family member, yeah. they all sit me next to them and I basically end up taking care of them for like a large period of time. Okay. You know, I'm making sure they got enough to eat yeah. and how they're doing and sure. I'm keeping the banter going and making sure they're included in the conversation. What a and sucker. I'm, and it's, it's like, all right, this is, hmm. <laughs> back 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 of doing this yeah. okay all right that's fine and fine yeah uh-huh. it's just all the all the patterns and you're just like yeah. well this is what it is and it's it's what it is and you'll miss it when it's gone but you know this, there's sometimes that you just feel like you wish you could just like break pattern a little bit and uh and oh, there was one oh sorry there was one weird not weird but interesting thing yeah which they got me because um, I'm adopted and I don't know uh my background anyway yeah they got me one of those ancestry kits cause okay because my sister, uh, who was also adopted, she, uh, about two years ago, uh, did one of these and she loved it. She, was, she found out she's Italian. Okay. She found out, you know, all this stuff. And so the kids were like so happy to find out they had an Italian background. It's like, yeah. that's why we like pizza. No, because your <laughs> kids is why you like pizza. But okay. <laughs> Mama mia. Because it's only Italians that like pizza. It's that's a true. very... Uh, very tiny market for pizzas, like people yeah. without Italian heritage, <laughs> and also spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. Except for some people who like on sandwiches. Well, to be fair, your nephew's first words were spicy meatball. <laughs> so, uh, so she got it for me, and my wife was like, "Oh, we were thinking of getting it for him, but oh, this is a hornet's nest." You know, I was like worried that it was going to be like a weird thing, and mm. I don't know. And I was like, "Yeah, it is kind of a hornet's nest," because because my my sister uh, once she found this out. Uh, they they also like uh, show you like some people you might be related to. Okay. And she's like, oh, I'm gonna try and find my mom. Oh, and so okay. she she tried to find her mom, and she, uh, it looks like she found her mom. Okay. So uh, she contacted her mom, and then her mom was very upset that she got contacted. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this did not go over well. No. Uh, to the point where uh, her mom deleted all of her social media, like all of it. It's hmm. gone. She basically ghosted. She was gone. I'm like, oh, you just did my big nightmare that like. My existence would be a bother to somebody. Yeah, like, it's just yeah. like this is such a horror show. But, like, she went through all of this, which to me is like, well, that's a terrible cautionary tale of why you should never open that Pandora's box. What'd you get me? Oh, Pandora's box. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> all right. There we go. Be careful when you open it. So we'll see how this goes. Just open it halfway. So, you know, came, uh, came home, spit in a tube, and we'll see what happens. Mm. It's going to go to Ireland. That's right. Just so you know. Yeah. And you'll be 15% Irish. Because <laughs> it's controlled by the Irish Tourism oh. Board. And they're really trying to encourage tourism there because their economy is not great. I thought you were going to say because they're sloppy and someone's hair no, no. gets in there. Their, their economy is not great. And they just want people to come visit. <laughs> so if you figure you're 15% Irish, you're like, you know what? I might as well go visit Ireland. I think my face says I'm 15% Irish pretty in, clearly. In, in no way has Lisa ever thought of herself as Irish? In her family heritage, there's no mention of Irish at all. Yeah. And no, did never. She, did she do one of these Nothing. tests? Yes, she did. Okay. She, Are you allowed to say what she is? Or is it, uh? Turns out, uh, yeah, uh, 70% black, which is really strange. 
Is she? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> It'd be very strange. No, she. But that would she also always be thought, very weird if it said that. She always if it just went. You're black. <laughs> You're black. Like, like, really? No specifics to the region? No. Nope. Just like... No, nope. just that. I don't know. We don't know this where you're from. doesn't seem like it's... <laughs> it's just like... It was handwritten. Yeah. We just got a handwritten letter back that said, You're black. By someone who seems kind of old, too, that would just be saying that. <laughs> That's weird. The old person. You're colored. Yeah. The... No, she... And she always thought that she had some Jewish ancestry. Because mm-hmm. on one side of her family, their last name was Marks. Ah. But it was M-A-R-K-S. But that doesn't mean anything because there's different ways of spelling it. Wouldn't it be great if she was related to the Marx Brothers? Oh, be awesome. Oh, boy, you marry her However, no Jewish ancestry. Mm. But 15% Irish. And I just said, well, it's fake. They're just trying to do that. They just want to drum up tourism. Mm. So don't don't take it. Because everyone I know who's put their... Who's put the, uh, done it? They've had some Irish in their blood. So. Well, if you look at my mush, like this is a Irish face or a Scottish face. Okay, it could be Scottish. Possibly, possibly, yeah. you know, British. Well, your, your first name is Scottish. Yes, <laughs> that's how it works retroactively. However, your name, <laughs> however your name is, yeah, that's right. My name's David. That's why I'm going to have Jewish ancestry. They did a thing once where it was like they did an amalgamation face of all the British comedians. Yes. And it was me. Like, you just looked at it and was like, that's me. I've got this British face. And I was like, okay. And then I also have a very British name. Mm. But, you know, that name came, you know, from yeah. other people. But that's why when you get your ancestry back, it's just going to be 100% Britain. Spelled B-R-I-T-O-N. Sure. Britain. It'll just say white. <laughs> white guy. And again, who's You're doing white. these? <laughs> What's Some old this Irish about? guy? It's the same Irish guy from that uh, bat chasing the bat around the kitchen. It felt video. weird too doing the spit because I was just like, "Well, what, will this be like turkey spit?" Like I just had a big turkey dinner. Like, oh yeah, it... you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to do it after you eat. Well, no, it was like it was. It was a while. Okay, yeah, we had a half an hour. It's like you were swimming. <laughs> we had a half hour before destroying a person's life uh, by telling them they, uh, your child is back after 50 years. Are you going to do that? Are you going what? to pursue it that far? I don't know. Okay. I don't know anything. You don't, don't, you know don't have to do that. No, I know. But You're allowed to find out you know, where you fit in the world, but you don't need to. This is the big fear. It's like... You know, it's like if if first of all, I would I would do a feeler out to see like, are you interested in this? If not, don't worry about it. It's all fine. Like I'd make sure it would be like I'm not gonna like hello, you know, <laughs> which I think my sister was a little bit more. You got a new family. Let's introduce the kids to you. And I was like, no, she doesn't. Uh, she's doing her own shit. Yeah. You know, if 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 she and or he, who the hell knows? Maybe there's a dad kicking around. Uh, want to know? That's fine. But it's like, uh, it's just like I I know like if if I give them my name, they'll Google me and it'll be weird. It'll be weird. And I just feel again, it'll be like, oh, do I want like another bunch of people who don't get me? <laughs> do I have to explain this shit to? Yeah. yeah. And just like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very happy with what I do and who I am, but definitely who I am and what I do is for strangers. It's not for family members by any stretch of the imagination. They're not going to get it. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, but you know, these, this is, you know. Ah, it's weird. It'd be a weird situation. It'd be a very weird situation. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, you grew up with an interesting thing. Was you grew up with, uh, and you still have, you know, with your own kids, a bunch of people that look like you, and that's an interesting thing. Okay, and I've never had that. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. I've never. It'd be weird to I've... see someone who looks like me mm. who isn't. Oh, by the way, this was a thing. So, so my sister. Uh, you know, again, not reading anything of mine, yeah. not any of that. But then she says to me, are you in a commercial? And she goes, uh, you know, so I swear it's you in this commercial. And it's a commercial for like cat litter. And it's like, 
you know what? And I was just like, you know what? I can take you not reading my stuff, but fuck this. Because I know I'm going to look at this commercial. Yeah. And it's going to be a guy who's like 70. And he's like 300 pounds. And I just, I don't need to fucking see this. Yeah. I don't yeah. need any more. You look just like this guy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, look at him. Oh, it's Santa. <laughs> like, like, I don't need. <laughs> well. Yeah. He looks just like this guy. That's a snowman. <laughs> no, I just was like, stop it. Yeah, you know, yeah. you you want to know what I'm doing? Just look up what I'm actually doing. Don't just make up shit that I'm doing. Yeah, ah! family dynamics. Family dynamics. Best thing in the world. Uh, here, take your take your gift card to Cactus Club. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Oh, look at the time. Well, we should get going. I feel like that like half an hour into any sort of Whoa, visit. Oh, that my gosh. was great. Okay, yeah. well, we got to go. And- I just, you just realize that the reason you are who you are is because you couldn't wait to go hide in your room. <laughs> like, that was just, it wasn't that true, Yeah, right? it, like, it really does feel like it's yeah. a family situation with one thing taken away, and that's your room. <laughs> We have not got your room. Your room is now your house, yes. which is very far away. But once you, you can't get back to there. it, yeah. Once you can get back yeah. to it, you're going to be fine. There was nothing I loved more than I mean, I enjoyed having family over to a degree, but I would get very tired of of everything very quickly. And then, oh, and by the way, speaking of family, we were going to have Jason on the show. We were going to have our oh yes, yes, traditional. Sorry about that. Uh, Dedrick family, but he knows day. what he did. He knows what he did. He made some tweets We've apparently to, in yeah. the uh, in, uh, about ten years ago. Yeah, and they've just resurfaced. They've just resurfaced, and so uh, yeah. he's no longer going to be able to be on our New Year's shows. That's We're right. going to have to have him on our uh, Groundhog Day shows because <laughs> they're just more appropriate. <laughs> more appropriate because we feel like we have to punish him the same way over and over again. Yeah, he made some tweets while he was on Robson Arms, mm. and yeah, I used to enjoy, you know, but. People would come over and then it was just like, you know, four hours of torment. Oh, sorry. We didn't say why Jason isn't here. Yeah, he did something wrong. Okay, very good. Anyway, Jason, we've, we'll see you later. Banned him from the show. He might also have the flu. He knows what he did. Yes, he did get the flu. That's the honest truth. He's going to come in next week. We're going to do a uh, Dedrick Family New Year's Day show. I guess. Right. So, he did all these tweets that said flu shots are for sissies. Mm, that's what he said. <laughs> Look at him now. Look at him now. He, yeah, he said his tummy, his exact quote was, my tummy's feeling crummy. Oh, so it rhymed, and then it's true. If That's it's... really hard for a guy who does a booze-related podcast. Mm-hmm. He does a podcast called uh, "The Drinkers of uh, Drinkle <laughs> uh, Drinkyton." That's right, uh, Drinkle Town uh, 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 Fellas. That's right. Is that what it is? The in- the inelegant gentleman of working. The gentleman of elegant leisure. Is it really that? What is it? I can't even remember now. We've said so many dumb <laughs> ones that I can't remember what the real. I think one it's is. called the elegant gentleman gentleman of leisure. Okay, it's something along those lines. Anyway, they review booze, but yeah. he can't now because his uh, tummy hurts. <laughs> well, he wasn't going to come on the show and review booze, I don't think. But anyway, um, we still have the leftover booze from when we had to do I'll, one of their. I'll let uh, him know. Shows. I'll let him know that. Yeah, maybe he can. And I did. I did just find my shaker as well, too. Oh, uh, so that's nice because I'm Good. doing. I am doing a New Year's. Did uh, you find your salt? Is that the thing? Is that the line? Margaritaville. Is yeah, that what you're thinking about? about it. <laughs> salt, salt. Anyway, margaritas are made in a blender, not made in oh. a shaker. Damn. But a shaker of salt is what mm, they use, but that's, that's a, just that's a, salt a totally shaker. different thing. Yeah, yeah. You're invited do over they really... for New Year's, and Wait. you'll uh, see me shaking some things. Do they? Yes, sir. Do they actually put like a shake a shaker of salt into like they actually shake salt into a margarita, or is it just on the the, it's on the, the rim? rim? Yeah. So you not really don't need a shaker at all. You just need like a 
a pile of salt that you. Put I think the glass you would into. be shaking the salt out, and then you would uh, put it. Well, I I don't want to say rimming the glass, but that is what you would be yeah. doing. You would be rimming the glass, and then okay. you put it there. What an awful thing, by the way, getting a mouthful of salt when you're drinking things. It's also different than getting a Caesar with a mouthful of pepper. Yeah, it's also terrible. Stop putting stuff on the rim of glasses. <laughs> I think we really like possibly that maybe sugar. You mm-hmm. could possibly, but even that, I'm like I'm not 100 percent on board with. <laughs> so I was going to say that uh, I would. My favorite feeling at Christmas time or Boxing Day was when everyone was gone mm-hmm. and my family had gone to bed and I could go downstairs and take some of the leftover Christmas treats downstairs with me and watch television and just kind of munch. Mm-hmm. And that's anything that I did, like, you know, I only got away with it a couple of times where it was just like perfect. And when I did that, whatever I watched became like some part of me. That was Doctor sure. Who. Doctor Who one year. I saw the talons of... Yeah, well, Wei, there would usually be... Wei Chang or whatever it's called. Oh, was there a Doctor Who Christmas special back then, or was this No, no, this that? was the regular okay. regular one. It was the Doctor in Victorian England in in some sort of music hall where there was this uh, sort of uh, Chinese magician, and his, he had an evil puppet that was killing people. It's a pretty good episode. But I just... What made it more... What made it better was just the feeling of watching it while I was eating sausage sandwiches <laughs> sure, or whatever yeah. I was doing. And then the same thing happened again when I watched... Um, James Bond. It wasn't even like a very good one. I think it was Diamonds Are Forever, which doesn't is, matter. Which isn't like a great show or a great movie, but it was just a great feeling just to sit and, and by my in quiet by yeah. myself and just and just, just watch saying that feels warm. Feels very warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are just like yeah, sort of warm memories because because I really because there's something about myself where I just like to be alone sometimes. Like I like having sure. a family, but I also like to, that's how you recharge your batteries to go outside and, and close the door and just 100%. be by myself. Yeah, we need to recharge batteries by being alone, and that yeah. doesn't mean we don't like people. It just means you gotta yeah juice up <laughs> alone time. Sometimes you gotta watch a, a dumb movie and it's not great. Again, this is <laughs> taking us back to Holmes and Watson. Sure. I felt like this was the kind of movie, and I saw it with uh, with our. My sister-in-law, uh, Victoria Pia, was uh, doing st- uh, work stuff here at home, uh, but it was like, you know what? It's a dumb, it's a dumb movie that we're just going to sit back and just like go. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and it's like that's that's what you want. It's yeah. not like is this an uh, Academy Award winner? No, not it's fine. It's mm. like just it's just eat some popcorn, watch a movie, have a soda, watch. 75 car ads before this comes on, <laughs> which is really starting to get to me. Yes, I, yes. That's really getting to me now. I'm not, I'm, it's, I've it's made almost that, making I've made that my pee time. Not wanting to go see movies because of all these stupid ads. Mm. You're really taking advantage of movies. Yeah. Well, you know, you're still allowed to have your phone out and, and, and do stuff on it while you're, while those are playing. While those are playing, yes. Yeah. yeah. That's what I do. And I do. But um, I've also made it my pee time. So when the car ads come on, I leave. And we do do the uh, time play beforehand. And, mm. uh, you know, uh, hopefully it's trivia and it's not just a, you know, what's the most popular answer. Oh, Though we do, we do time up, we do team up on that okay. where we go like, okay, we're just going to pick the left one no matter what. No matter <laughs> what. And we pick it and we do it first. We just like immediately, as soon as you say it, boom, don't read what the other one is. Boom, left, 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 left. And then, you know, you're, you're the most, we help make it the most popular one. Oh, okay. Yeah. You also get points for going early. So it's like, mm. go, 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 go. Anytime it's one that's just a rank these in order of fuck it. <laughs> Done. That's what I think. That's hopefully uh, my early uh, things mm. are they're good. I can't stand doing it if it doesn't reward me for my smarts, for my movie smarts. Mm-hmm. If it's just, if it's just like throwing, you know, uh, 
tin cans into a uh, into a wastebasket in order to promote recycling. I don't care about. Well, it. they got one too now where you just shake your phone and it just like makes the whole theater look like a porno theater. It just looks like <laughs> everybody is just having a wank. It's really well, disturbing. Actually, sounds kind of good. Wow, sounds kind of fun. Like I'm sure the people who are planning things are watching it and having a good giggle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> look at everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, for Christmas, my my daughter got me the. Uh, it was a remastered or whatever they call, they do with it. The remastered like uh, Suspiria, the nineteen seventy seven. Oh, Suspiria. okay, all right. And so I, I, she wanted me to to watch a bit of it just to make sure it worked, because in case she had to send it back. And did it work okay? Oh yeah, and it looked really great, and the sound was fantastic because I've actually never seen it with surround sound. I've only ever seen it with like a two channel. Mm. And uh, you've got sound. a surround sound system. I do have life? a surround system at home, and yeah, it was just. It looked, it was great. It sounded great. Like the scene in the opening of the movie, she's in this airport. And so she's walking towards these doors. And the way the the movie makes it work is that when the doors are open, it plays like the scary music plays, the kind of bells sort of, you know, kind of reminiscent of exorcist sort of bells, you know, mm-hmm. playing. And then when the doors close, it stops. And then you just hear the ambient sound of the airport, which was behind me. So as the mm. speakers behind me were kind of playing these, you know, blah, 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 seven, seven, flight. And then, and then, and then, you know, you just kind of hear, and then the doors would open to be like this ding, 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 and then close again. And then it would be the back to the, and it was really effective with the surround sound and everything. And then the movie just looked really good. Like everything. Did you watch the whole movie or just a bit? I got sucked into about a half an hour of it, even though it was Christmas day and I should have been, uh, I'd already had the trick in the oven, so it was okay. I wasn't like putting off that, but uh, I should have been upstairs with the fam. But I was, I was just like, "Oh, this is really good." On Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> I like Black Christmas a lot, so that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite Christmas movies. So uh, I consider it a Christmas movie. They never uh, remade that, right? Black Christmas. I think they did, but I've never seen the remake. It's no point to me. I don't think there is one, and like I'm shocked that there isn't because it's got. I think there is. I is really there? do. I th- I think there is a remake, but I've never seen it because I don't. I just don't see the point of it. Like you just can't. You can't recapture. Because that movie is great, but also goofy mm-hmm. in a in a way, you know. And so the goofiness is kind of it's kind of uh, the only word I can you think say of it's is it's a goofy great. It's a goofy great, yeah. It's it's sort of ameliorated by by the its time period, you know. So you can kind of accept the way people are acting, kind of in a kind of goofy way, because it's the seventies. You're like mm-hmm. maybe people were like that in the seventies. I don't know. I was only a little kid, so I have no idea how people acted. And I think people were goofy in the 70s. There was I a goofy correctly. age, yeah. They bought a lot of records like Goofy Greats, so yeah. they, they really like goofiness. And yeah, it's just and then the 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 way the the way the the murder is set up and the his and you know the phone calls he makes and stuff like that are so they're just so out there that it's just hard to imagine like redoing that as as effectively as that movie did it. So I've just I wouldn't even bother if they did a remake of it. But uh, I do like that movie a lot. I haven't seen it for a while, though. I did. I did rewatch a few uh, Christmas movies. This, and I did get to see Bachelor Mother. And actually, I did tape it. I thought I hadn't, but I had set the recorder oh, for it. Yeah, so I was really happy when I checked. I was like, "Oh, I did set it high." So we watched that, and uh, we watched uh, Christmas in Connecticut. I didn't see Christmas in July, but I watched Christmas in Connecticut and Bachelor Mother and uh, Remember the Night. Those are three of my favorite films. I am, uh, oh boy, I'm going to have to describe what this movie is. It's a movie about uh, two pen pals that work in a shop. They oh yeah, shop around the corner. No. Uh, two pen pals that work in a work in a shop. Yep. And it's Christmas time. Yep. And Buster Keaton's in it. Oh. What movie is this? What am I talking about? Is it about? Color? No. Wait, is it? Yes. Is it? In yes, the, Color. In the Good Old Summertime? Do you know what it was called, sweetie? Uh, no, wait. no, it wasn't called In the Good Old Summertime because it was a Christmas movie. Oh. What's that? Yeah, Judy Garland is the uh, is the female lead, and oh. uh, the uh, the other guy's a uh, you know a big bunch of hair, 
and uh, and yeah, it's Buster. It's Judy Garland. Yeah, and Buster. Buster. Not Keaton. Debbie Reynolds. Nope. Judy Garland. Yeah, and yeah. It's a, it's a, it involves a violin. Oh. Uh, she's a oh, she's a violinist. She wants to work at the shop, but we don't hire women to. And there's a, uh, uh, is a German guy who's like the big boss. It's like we don't hire the yeah. the women in the we don't do this. He's a big uh, big uh, guy. Does he wear glasses? He wears glasses. Yeah. Oh, so it's probably S Z Zokol. Could be very well be. Yeah. But I don't I don't know that movie. That's funny. I don't. And I, it's, kn- I think it's like Van. All right. What? Who's like Van Johnson? Van Johnson is the okay. is the is the fella. But it's not in the Good Old Summertime. I know that sounds weird to you, but but that is that is the musical remake of Shop Around the Corner. Okay. That's what. And I didn't realize that there was a remake of Bachelor Mother as a color film as well, which is called Bundle of Joy with Debbie Reynolds and Eddie Fisher. Okay. Which I didn't. I watched a bit of it. I didn't like very much. I thought. It, I thought the tone of it was a bit a bit off. Yeah, we kept coming back to this one, and uh... <laughs> it's funny. Like the fifties are, are a funny time period. Uh, the attitudes are so different. Like it's funny how it's how much the story how the story has changed in order to to be to suit its decade you know and so there's elements of it that change and and, and of course be, being a musical whereas the ginger rogers original was not a musical but that film is like what was funny about that movie when i was uh, is by the that, way this is the dick move that these actors okay, sure. do which is like uh how many acting credits 124 oh dude let me go through this but please continue <laughs> who are you looking at van johnson yeah oh okay hmm and I got to work my way through Love American style and all this other bullshit. You got to go. You got to go back. I got to go way back. Yeah, go backwards in time. Yeah. So, like the uh, Bachelor Mother, the Ginger Rogers film, it's directed by Garson Kanan, who um, at that time was just sort of starting his his career. But he's kind of mentioned in the Marx Brothers history because he he knew Leo McCary. He's the one who told the story of Leo McCary pitching um, the prince or the uh, the lady in the cowboy. I think it's called. Okay. Where he just he just you know pitched this movie, just made it up on the spot, sold the idea for it, and then refused to write it because it was just a dumb idea. <laughs> but it got the money for the for coming up with a story, and then someone else had to write it, and it wasn't a very good movie. But um, yeah, it's directed by Garcia Kanan and written by Norman Krasna, who was a friend of Groucho Marx, and they wrote a couple of movies together, and it's a couple of plays together as well. Really, in the good old summertime. That's what oh. it's called, right? Isn't it? Oh, really? Oh yes. Let me kind of just put my. No, I think my, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go, everyone. Dave is right. You're right. Shop around the corner. Because when I first saw it, I was like, "Well, this is shop around the corner." Yeah. And yeah. then it was not the shop around the corner. I was like, "Well, what's it?" There you go. But yeah, freaking Christmas I've, movie. I've always meant to watch it, but I never have seen it. Uh, I'm such a fan of Shop Around the Corner. That what we What we saw it. seemed seemed fine. Okay. Well, I do like Judy Garland quite a bit. Van Johnson's a bit of a. And nothing. Yeah, and Buster Keaton's uh, in it. I didn't realize like that. So I'm gonna have to. Works at the shop. I'm gonna have to uh, give that a, a, a watch. And again, we kept going. It's weird hearing him talk. Mm. I mean, it sounds right. Like his voice is right. He's got a kind of a gravelly voice. Kind yeah, of a deep. Yeah, he's got kind of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's, he's it's in, it's interesting when he's not talking and he's doing stuff just in the background. It's like yeah. he's doing a little bit of business back there. He's yeah. just doing a little bit of business. Yeah. Good for just, him. Doesn't want to get in the way, but he knows. That. Yeah, he knows. But he knows how to walk to a door, and he's walking <laughs> to a door in a semi-funny way that's not distracting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's good. He's He's, he's got it going on. He knows what's what. <laughs> oh, don't give that. Oh, sorry, I missed it. Cause I, I was kind of. I had to sort of have sort of have half an eye open for it, and I missed it somehow. And I'm hoping that one of our listeners happened to see the Holly and the Ivy on the 23rd, and was going to write to me and tell me if it was any good or not. Mm. I did ask for someone to watch it. I asked you guys to watch it, and hopefully one of you did. And I would like to know how it was because I read about it, and it sounded kind of interesting. So, and it's more of a drama than it's like a comedy or anything. But okay, I'm just curious how it was. Cause it did sound like a like a. I just uh, I just taped um, uh, taped t- 
taped or you know whatever what yeah, we were talking about. I know about. what you meant. Uh, got to get myself some Topper. I haven't seen Topper before. Oh, you never so seen I'm, Topper? So I'm check out a little bit of Topper. Pretty good. Uh, directed by Norman McLaren. Norman, sorry. Uh, directed by Norman McLaren. Directed by Norman McLeod. Rob, yeah, Norman McLeod. He directed. Um, I think I got the name all wrong. But anyway, he directed by the same director. Okay. The same director did a uh, Monkey Business and, and Horse Feathers with the Marks yeah, Brothers. Yeah, also taped. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say taped. Uh, <laughs> Arsenic and Old Lace. Uh, okay. Bringing up baby and Bring smoke, up baby. and Smoky and the Bandit, which is like weird. That it would be that. But oh, I've they never had seen like that either. they had like Hooper. Yeah, they had Smokey all the Hooper Reynolds and the Longest Yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and also Deliverance. One of the two uh, Longest Yard movies that uh, Burt Reynolds was in. What's the other one? The other one was, I believe, it was called the Longest Yard, and it was. Uh, with oh, Adam the Adam Sandler, Sandler version. Yeah. He's in that one as well. Yeah, with the uh-huh. really weird um, Chris Rock death. <laughs> That's where the drama in the movie comes from. It's weird that he died of anaphylactic shock. No, he dies so badly. Mm. It's awful. I have never and seen it. And it's just like, what the fuck is this doing in this movie? What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. What's this? Stop it! That uh, you know. There you go. Well, you know, what I like to say is that when people tell me what they saw that movie, I always like to say, that's an hour and a half I have on you. Yeah. How, how many eggs could you make in that amount of time? <laughs> that's exactly right. I can make quite a few. That's a roll amount. I could make one serving of Bernays sauce in that time. Now, Dave, uh, you were saying earlier that we had letters from people or letters. contact with, from We've our... We've got uh, letters. We've got lots from our and lots of listeners. letters. Letters. <laughs> You're talking about movies? I don't know. You mentioned someone. Uh, someone wrote us, so this is all I'm. So if there's like letter letters, I'll uh, I'll, I'll accept those as well. <laughs> yes, we got actual letters in the mail. We got we got uh, a movie list. Oh, very good. You want a movie list? Are these all Christmas movies? They're not Christmas movies. Jack Frost, and then also the other Jack Frost. Nipping at your nose. There was the horror movie Jack Frost, and then there was the uh, Michael Keaton Jack Frost, which was a horror mm-hmm. movie in its own way. I wish the horror movie that he bit off people's noses. What, Jack? Oh, because he's nipping off... Nipping at their nose. Nipping yeah. at their noses. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awful, eh? Yeah. Oh, God, that's terrifying. <laughs> and then he replaces your nose with a carrot. Do you know, what I, you know what I watched yesterday? I watched two movies yesterday. One was Infinity Wars, which I've already seen. Okay. But it's on Netflix now. And it's always on because it's Infinity. <laughs> it's, it's on never, a loop. Feel, it does kind of have that feeling. I did fall asleep through part of it. Okay. And I also found that part in the theater kind of boring, so I thought it was... Which part was the boring part for you? Uh, when they go to that planet where where the, the dwarf is going to make the hammer for, oh, okay. for Thor. I thought that movie part of the movie kind of dragged a bit. So, All right. So, and my body felt that way too this time, and it fell asleep. But I woke up for the big conclusion. And then uh, I watched Bird Box. Everyone seems to be watching Bird Box. What'd you think? It's a grueling movie. <laughs> you know, everyone I, says I, they're about to watch Bird Box, and then we never hear from these people again. Yeah, yeah. Is it, it like the ring? Do you, do you does it kill you at the end? <laughs> it's the phone. Actually, I watched it. The phone rang, and a voice said, seven days of rain." We're in Vancouver. It's um. Well, it's not going to spoil it for anyone by saying okay. that the movie opens with Sandra Bullock with three children, or with two children and Sandra Bullock, and that's all there is. Okay. Then there's a flashback part portion of it where she's with other people. So you know that those other people aren't going to be with her for this other part of the movie. Ah. So you're just waiting for something to happen to them. And there's a point in the film where I literally felt so overwhelmed by the this that's despondency and just this this feeling of just like, <laughs> ugh, all these people. I almost felt like crying in this moment of the film. There's you're a scene allowed to. There's a scene where this woman is talking, she's a pregnant mother and she's talking to Sandra Bullock's character and she says she says, you're so strong. I've, always, I've been spoiled all my life. I've always had people who loved me, and they spoiled me. And I'm not as strong as you. I'm soft. And I just thought, is this a good thing? Is this what we want to encourage? Is people have to be, have to be raised badly 
and not have love, and that's what's going to make them a, a character who's going to survive in a film. Can a character survive who's loved? Yeah. Like you got a fuck motivation. You, movie. Fuck off. Yeah. The idea that love doesn't make you strong. Yeah. That makes you weak. Yeah. Like fuck off. Like that's the worst thing I ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like so. But again, you're, I should have beat my daughters. Well, you're and getting, made them stronger. To be, to be fair, that's an unreliable narrator. That's someone. That's someone who's mm. coming at it from the perspective. And I haven't seen the movie, but it's someone going like, "Hey, my dad beat me, and and I turned out all right." It's like, well, you don't know. No. You don't know yeah. what the alternative would be if you were like, you know. It's like your perspective is only the only perspective you got. So you're like, this is the way to do it. I'm like, I don't know. And maybe it's part of Sandra Bullock's character's growth that she has to change this part of herself or whatever. But to have a movie set up that thing is of a preferable thing that you... Because Sandra Bullock says, I was raised by wolves, you know. And that's preferable? That's a good thing? Like, I just don't understand. Like, why do you want to set that up as a... Yeah, when do you get to be happy then? Yeah. Like, and then what's the point? Yeah, I just like that... I just... Oh, that When she said that, I just... I just had like tears well in my eyes, like, this is better? Like, oh, I just know this character is not going to happen. Nothing good's going to happen for this character now. And she doesn't deserve it. You know, and I know he shouldn't deserve, it's not about deserving or not deserving or whatever, yeah. but when you set this up in the movie, it's set up by a writer. It's not happening in real life. So you are constructing this movie. And, you know, the, it's the same writer who wrote Arrival, okay. a film I love. Mm-hmm. I love Arrival. And so when I... Eric Heiser, when I saw his name in the credits, I was like, oh, he wrote Arrival. I thought, you know, I really like that film. And this movie, which I didn't think was a bad film, like, you know, it tells the story very efficiently and it, what, you know, it is what it is. And I, there's a really great, there's a really great fork in the road kind of, kind of moment in the movie where she has to make this choice. And one character knows it's, it's going to be very bad for this character. And this character knows it. And she's pretending that it's not going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's very good. But, <sighs> Arrival is such a good film and so open-hearted and so loving. And then write this movie that is so closed-hearted. It's just so weird. And then I noticed he also wrote the screenplay for Lights Out. And I was like, well, that movie sucked. So <laughs> your track record's one for three, sir. Well, that was fine when it's like a, there's a movie I see that it, the, the, the idea behind it bothers me that much. Is uh, I will try and write something that's the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll almost spite write things. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's things that I'm doing in Exorcisters that I'm like, yeah, well, I hated this part in this movie. And I hate this part in this movie. So let's just deal with this. Yeah. What if instead? they just went no yeah forget that yeah. and like let's not go down this road oh mm-hmm. how about this screw that let's, let's do this what if this person was this and this person was this i know and you're yeah. not going to watch it so after the show's over i'll tell you the i'll tell you the scene okay i just don't want to spoil it for people who listen it's one of the things too that you know after i've and again i've seen now the spider-verse movie a couple of times uh, a couple and the and the, three and the <laughs> and Every time I see it, I pick up on like one more thing that I go like, yeah, yeah. that's right. And the, <laughs> this, the philosophies, it's again, I'm seeing a movie where philosophies line up well with me. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and there's like a, a small thing that said like at the beginning that was actually said in a different movie as well. It was said, it was the same thing that was said in the, in the Justice League movie. Okay. But they say the same. Okay. Here's the, here's the thing that's said. I yeah, want to say what, what's paid off. It's just like, you know, I don't know what to do. And they go like, you just got to save one person. Just gonna mm-hmm. save one person. Yeah. And that's what that's the superhero advice. Yeah. And it feels like they saw that movie and went like, oh, yeah, but you didn't pay it off in the way that you should yeah. pay it off. Yeah. And they pay it off in this movie where it's like, oh, that's how they pay it off. Yeah. It works on this level and it works on this level. Mm-hmm. And there's so much of that. But there's there's one thing that again I've been discussing it a little bit this week, that uh the movie is in no way realistic. 
Like it's not it's it's it it goes full fantasy at times. Like it goes just full surreal, and because it it goes so unrealistic, it's able to be a lot more true. Yeah, it feels than like movies that have to be super grounded and 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 what have you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, it's uh, it, 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 there was a little something where yeah, it was like T.J. Dawes was talking about how uh you know movies like. I guess, you know, in super movies or, you know, Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or whatever, it's just like, just animate them, man. Because you can really just, then you can like put forward more ideas yeah. and, you know, and themes and feelings in, that you can't do when you have to ground them in reality. Yeah. And when you're reading a book that's a fantasy book, yeah. your brain goes in so many directions. It's like, no, no, you can't then ground it by like, we're going to have it in the real woods. It's like, no, it's not the real woods. Yeah. It's the idea of the woods and what the woods symbolize. Yeah, yeah. But you can sort of do that in animation and you can't totally do it because a book is always going to be better. Yeah. But like, you can get close, sure. you know, with with animation. Uh, but you know, the more that you make it more realistic, the more that you have to take it away from 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 what it really sure, is. Sure. Yeah. That's, well, I mean, I've not seen it since I was a kid, but believe me, while I was watching the you know the nine hours of the Hobbit, uh, I was thinking like, boy, Rankin Bass did it way better in an hour and a half for a TV movie when mm-hmm. I was a kid. That that was way more entertaining than this piece of garbage. Although I I obsessively went or whatever the word is. OCD'd it, went to three. You went to all three, yeah. I went to all three of them. I just had to once I saw I one in the theater. I can't remember if I went to all three. Oh, I remember. Well, I remember because the second one was a disaster because the sound shut off before the halfway, or shut off with the half an hour left in the movie. So I watched the last half of the movie, <laughs> the last half hour of the film in, in dead silence. P and I got to meet um, uh, the guy who plays uh, the main orc. Uh, his name is Manu, who's also in um, like a lot of the Green Arrow stuff. He plays like Deathstroke on there. Okay. But he's the guy with the, the, the orc with like the one arm. Who's uh, pursuing them through, okay. through the whole thing? Okay, and he was such a sweet, sweet guy. Yeah, they were like, we should go see the movie just to see him, see how he's doing. <laughs> you don't really so, see him though; he's in a costume. Yeah, he's in the costume, but yeah. you know, it's just like you can see like his body movements. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's him because he mm-hmm. moves in a certain yeah. interesting way. Yeah, yeah. But he was like one of the sweetest guys. I'm like, oh, that's okay. Well, that's good. I'm all glad. I mean, you know, honestly, people got people made money in that movie and got paid. You know. Technicians and, now, and special effects people, and, and now Lord of the Rings is going to be on uh, Amazon, and it's going to be going to be what it's going to be. Are they doing it as like a continuing series, kind of games of Game of Throning in? Or are they uh, they're going to uh, who's 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 the guy who uh, Vigo uh, played? Who's that guy? Oh, uh, Aragorn. That? Aragorn. It's going to be more focused on Aragorn. Or do you prefer to call him Strider? As in the first sure book. okay which to some people have been like saying that's not the point the point isn't the the hero 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 guy yeah the point is the little weirdos off yeah. to the side that yeah make you think of yourself yeah uh but yeah it's going to focus more on on him mm. i don't know what they're going to do but all i know is it's the most expensive fucking thing ever it's so expensive <laughs> that people like just go geez but amazon's got some money so they sure do they double gonna... they double charge my daughter for for for, for an order so oh they like to dip double dip into your i always check have your bank they account paid her I, back for no that. they have not they refuse oh, wow. they refuse to admit that they did it although it's clearly oh a double charge on her bank account yeah oh and they said they basically told her to fuck off so yeah really yeah yeah Okay, so you've put this on. So um, it's gone to the bank now, too. Okay, uh, have yeah. you put, you've put this on your Twitter page, though? Yes, right? I did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So anyone wants to go and retweet that off Dave's Twitter page? <laughs> please, please I'm going to go. I'm going to do that. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it sucks. Oh, that's so good. 
<laughs> All right. While you're, uh, while yeah, you're, I mean, while you're setting up, if it was me, it'd be one thing. I, you know, it's not like a big hit to my bank account, but to my daughter, who's a student, no, no, who's working a you know part-time job for minimum wage. No, even if it was, it, uh, he's paying her paying her own car insurance and things like that. It really hits you hard when you have to uh, have suddenly have someone take out you know three hundred and forty dollars in one in one swell foop, as it were. Okay. But so anyway. I'm, I'm now I'm now going to your uh, I'm going to your Twitter and I'm going to retweet this. <laughs> okay. uh, so why don't you set up uh, movies while sure. I look? Uh, so let's talk about. Oh, some you're different... also talking on here, by the way, about the fun uh, show you did with your daughter. We should uh, mention that the mm. uh, the Sneaky Dragon oh, yeah. spinoff uh, podcast. That's right, Sneaky Dragon listening party. We actually just recorded a new episode yesterday, Unboxing Day. We we got down because my daughter is uh, Mary is going away for for a week with her boyfriend. They're her boyfriend's mum and dad are selling their cabin. They have a cabin in a certain expensive part of BC, and then they're selling that and they're moving somewhere else, so they're going to help them move. So she's going to be away. So we had to record the show yesterday, and it was a lot of fun. So uh, it's Sneaky Dragon Listening Party. We just sit together and listen to music and talk about the songs and what we liked or didn't like about them. I like them all because I, I chose them, but Mary often diff- differs from me. And uh, it's often it's also fun when the listeners write in and di- disagree with me as well. I enjoy that. <laughs> I don't know. I just yeah. enjoy what people it's been think very about pleasant. music. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and people have been really really great about it. So it's been been nice. So All right, I have retweeted your uh, thing. Oh, thank you. Uh, you're at uh, at Dave at Dave Dedrick. Yeah, at Dave Dedrick, not David Dedrick. No, Dave Dedrick. Dave Dedrick. Yeah. And I'm at Ian Boothby. So both go to either of our uh, Twitter pages and uh, do that. All right, go to sneaky underscore dragon as well if you want. Uh, but you can't retweet uh, Dave's complaint there. <laughs> so uh this is from nigel this letter is from nigel hi nigel now nigel actually felt bad he Wait, said are we making plans for nigel we are gonna make some plans for all nigel. right very good nigel sent us the list and then he actually wrote a little later and said he and to apologize that he had listened to the whole show <laughs> and didn't realize that we we're sort of wrapping up the movie thing but as you've probably heard nigel we haven't wrapped up the movie thing. We also, actually had a way, few stray apologizing, ones. Apologizing uh, after sending us something is a very Canadian thing to do, and we respect that. that. We do respect that part of it. But you no need to apologize, because as you probably noticed, we, we have stretches out due to my disorganized disorganization and a few stray listeners who got left out because of my uh, bad plan. Left in the cold. Got left in the cold, yeah. My apologies to Sarah and to Trevor for that. <laughs> but not baby, it's cold outside, because you can't sing that anymore. You know what? Though the weather outside is frightful, would let it snow, let it snow, snow. Exactly the same song. It's not the same. It is. It's not. Hey, all right. The weather outside is frightful, yeah. but the fire is so, so delightful. delightful. Since we've got no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let but it snow. But it doesn't. Sounds like it's cold outside, and you're saying, "Hey, stay inside with but me." It could just same be with the other guy. It could be a man and his. Fa- it could be a family talk saying that. It could be a man and his wife singing that. There's no. It's not set up as being a, a woman, a man and a woman, in a dating situation. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're, someone's making you're reading excuses. A, you're reading a lot into it, is what I'm saying. You're a little okay. sensitive. But I was going to say, everyone's saying this about Baby It's Cold Outside. I have never heard that song played as much as I've heard it this season. Like, yeah. it's everywhere. Yeah. Every time I was in the store, it played. I thought, I thought we'd all agreed this song wasn't any good. Although I do like the song a bit. Here's but. what I would I would do, is because uh, it's a Finnish thing to leave your babies outside. And okay. I, th- I think what they should do is just Isn't alter that a Sparta it. thing? It, it, well, they just leave them outside. Yeah. Like if again, if you're going in a store, yeah. you leave your baby outside of the store. Oh, I see. And you go inside with the dogs. But there's a thing where like they just like leave baby. They, 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 babies are fine in the cold. Yeah. So I would say you alter it to be about Finnish culture and call it yeah. babies are cold outside. Okay. But I thought you said they aren't cold outside. No, but we're gonna. You know, I'm gonna say babies are cold outside. <laughs> uh, and uh, and and then you make the song that. Okay. 
What's in this bottle? Where's your baby? Babies are cold outside. <laughs> Did you have a kid? The baby is cold outside. <laughs> Should you bring him in? He'll be too loud. Let's leave him outside. <laughs> it's part of our culture. It's fine. <laughs> now let's go have a sauna and be too warm. Should we bring the baby in? The baby, the baby is blue. <laughs> Because baby, baby, it's cold, it's cold outside. <laughs> and inside. All right. He says, hey, Dave and Ian. Hey. I've been meaning to send you a list of movies since September. <laughs> At this point, you probably want to move on to other things. But nevertheless, here is my top. Are you ready for this, Ian? Yeah, he's right. I do want to move on to other things. I got I to gotta clean up around here. You you take care of <laughs> I'll do this Dave. by myself. Hey, Dave, I'm just going to clean up around Sure, you go clean up. Some, right. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, don't use that to clean up. What? Yeah, don't use that. Oh, dear. That's just making more of a mess. He says, here's my top 11. Oh, no. <laughs> I shouldn't have used, well, don't this. Don't interrupt I shouldn't have used this hose to, to clean up. <laughs> you know what? I'm making more trouble than it's worth. Why don't, why don't I just ha- do this? You had the vacuum on reverse. Oh, no. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I says, nevertheless, here's my top 11 list of movies. What the hell? What the hell is that about? Okay, go ahead. Well, here's the thing. He says, this was going to be a top 10 list, but I couldn't Great. pick between these two. Mm. They're both movies I've uh-huh. seen a million times. Yet if I catch them on television, there's a good chance I'll sit down and watch till the end. What if one of those movies was Sophie's Choice? Ah. <laughs> and he just couldn't pick. It's not. It's Groundhog's Day slash The Princess Bride. Or th- yeah, The Princess Bride. He says okay. The Prince Bride. I think he meant Princess Bride. All right. Both fine films. You don't like The Groundhog Day, though, because you don't like movies uh, that I don't like, uh, it makes me nauseous. Yeah. Makes me like physically ill to watch things wow. repeat over and over again. I really like that movie, and I kind of it it, it, uh, it sounds terrible <laughs> to have to go through it. But at the same time, it would be kind of nice if you had that sort of unlimited amount of time to improve yourself. If that's where you ended up, because you could also just go like the opposite direction and just become like a lush. Mm-hmm. Because you just you just become completely alone feeling. Well, he does do the you're disconnected. Goes from down everything. the dark path first. Sure, he does. Yeah. Yeah. But when you've got eternity, you can do everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you kind of settle on some sort of balance, I guess. I don't know. Mm, make some sort of peace. Though the weird thing is, like, when you look at it, what you look at, like, what does he do that you're like, oh, that's amazing? Besides, you know, being able to go around town and save everyone because you know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But things like learning piano. Yeah. You could learn piano. Sure. You know? You could learn I know you could learn piano, but you, like, most most people's lives... You know, you're it's a you have busy lives. I mean, you could mm. learn piano, but then you're you have to sacrifice something else out of your life. I wonder. You know? I, I wonder. Well, again, this is a, a complete side. Does everyone thing. have ten thousand hours to? Yeah. Triggered. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's I just triggered Ian. That's nice. <laughs> uh, block. I usually, anytime someone mentions the word trigger, I block them. Oh no. So it's block. Uh, I wonder it's uh, one of about our work jokes. I think I think there there's a bit of a myth of busyness. I think there's a myth of like we all feel that we're busy. Yeah. Everyone's busy. You're yeah. too busy all the time. Yeah. But if you wanted to learn piano, you could learn piano. Even if uh, you did a little bit. Sure, you're probably right. Yeah. I'm sure you're right. If you really want to do something, you have time for it. Right. And and I think we have this feeling of unfortunately the ten thousand hours where if you want to learn something, you've got to like every this was I think my problem when I was learning piano. Yeah. Was it was like, okay, you're gonna practice an hour a day on the piano. You've got to practice an hour a day, is what my dad told me. Yeah. And when you're a kid, an hour is 10 hours. That's a ridiculous amount of time to like practice something. But if it was like, hey, every day, practice 15 minutes. Okay. And yeah. and I would have learned a little bit and a little more. And then and then the snowball gets rolling. Mm-hmm. And then you want to learn more. Yeah. But if it's like, you've got to do scales for an hour. Yeah, it's too much time. Oh, it's crushing. Yeah. It becomes, it, it, again, the repetition bothers me too. Mm-hmm. But like, 
I, I think there's, I, but I do think there's a myth of uh, busyness where if you broke down what your whole day was, you'd find like, well, don't tell I, me that. Yeah, I think there's a comfort <laughs> I think to you're, it. I know you're right. Yeah, it's just it's depressing to think that, you know, part of your, yeah. You can also well, part of that part is of, recharging. I th- listen. Yeah. You've got to take time off. You can't like go 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 go. Yeah. But you know when uh, when you got to get something done, you get something done, and you get the thing done, and you can get it done. But I think there's a myth of uh, busyness. That's true. But go ahead. I like that. I like that. Uh, and uh, Harold Ramis directs a good movie. He knows what he's doing. There's a lot of heart he to it. Does I was looking at a book written by his daughter about her dad, about Harold Ramis, and just going through his movies and and things like that, and it's uh, looked quite interesting actually. What's the movie where he's um, Seth Rogen's uh, dad? I don't is know. Is that Knocked Up? I don't watch those movies. I think it might be. I think it might be. I tried to watch Knocked Up, but I don't remember it him. Might be. It might be Orange County. No, not Orange County. It's something. It's Colin anyway, Hanks, isn't it? It's pretty great because they're just so casual with each other, and he's so accepting of of Seth, and it does feel like a handing of the torch mm. of just over from like one. I, I don't know if Harold Ramis is Canadian, but uh, like uh, I don't from, think he is. Yeah, I don't yeah, think so. but you, you think so because of the, the SCTV, SCTV. Yeah, yeah. But like handing the kind of comedy torch over and just like you know that's what it felt like it was like I accept what you do. It was such a loving conversation between the two of them. Yeah, uh, that it felt like th- there was something special there, and it felt like this is what Harold Ramis is like. Mm. This is why he picked him for this because yeah. he's this kind of encouraging guy who will like accept what you do and who you are, and uh, and and then you know here here you go, and I really respect what the next generation is doing as well and it was a really beautiful little scene in a movie that i can't remember what movie it was i do assume it was knocked up <laughs> i watched about half an hour of that movie and i gave up on it that's all right did not enjoy it it's not for you i also do enjoy the princess bride we have talked about that a, a bit at, at some length so probably everyone's heard our opinions on princess bride but i'm just gonna say this about it okay it's good do you know what's also good about it mm. is that it mixes so many different types of comedy and lets people do the type of comedy that they do. You know, that's a good point, actually, that it's a movie that, yeah, because often you have a movie that locks into one kind of comedy and then tries to shoehorn people into that style, but this kind of lets everyone do their thing. Yeah, you got like a little bit of Mel Smith just there. Yeah. You know, doing a little thing there. Um, well, Sean doing his, you know, great, great character actor who can play, you know, a role that isn't hilarious. But it's funny and it's a funny. Who's the true thing. love guy? Uh, Wav, Twu, Wav, uh, Peter. Oh, Peter, uh, Peter Cook. Peter Cook. Yeah. There's. Uh, I always confuse him with Peter O'Toole. Yes. That's a great. Yeah, that's a great part for him because it's basically a monologue, which that's is right. what he de- which is what he did. What yeah. And then you go like Billy Crystal. What's he doing? He's doing the Jewish bit. He's yeah. doing this and this and this. Yeah. You're letting him be Crystal. Yeah. It, that's the thing. You let everybody do the best thing they can do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what's his? Who's who's the uh, uh, you know, uh, the swordsman, you know, my father. Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin. Luckily, they don't let him sing. Um, but they <laughs> let him, but they let him do the equivalent of musical theater, which is like the sword fight. Yeah. Yeah. And like he, he plays that kind of character and yeah. plays it well. And he plays and, it straight. Right. He and, doesn't play it for laughs. That's and, what makes that character good is that absolutely. it's not played for laughs. And he's a, he's a tragic character. And then Andre the, Andre the giant, they, they get a great performance out of that guy. Yeah. They get a, great performance out of everybody yeah it's a it's a and it's a well-directed film because yeah rob reiner knows where where to put the laughs and where to put the serious so carrie ells and robin wright aren't funny their characters are done straight they're in love with each other and their characters are just done completely yeah. straight and same with mandy Patinkin's is, w- character yeah they've got true love which is tragic yeah 
And what's happening around them? It. It's yeah. so horrible that they have to be separated. It's <laughs> yeah. so horrible yeah. that it's it's messed them up so badly. Yeah. And you're like, oh, please let them be able to get together. <laughs> and then and then they're letting Peter Falk be Peter Falk. Mm. It's like just one more thing. No, you don't want this. Well, then sure, I'll be leaving. If you want me, to, uh, no, no, you know, I'm just, are you sure? I don't want to bother you. If, uh, sure, if you've got a cold, that's you right. don't want to be there. All right, very good, sure. Sure, I got to go home to Mrs. Columbo. And yeah, that's right. We got I got to read her this book too. <laughs> and by the way. You are the murderer. And he <gasps> says that to Fred Savage, the last thing. <laughs> it's a savage murder. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read his description of the film, and then you're going to guess what movie this is. Sure. From, Star Wars. Uh, nope. We're not allowed this to is, talk about We're that. not allowed to talk about Star Wars anymore. It's a fun movie. Ah, okay. Uh, endless, chitty, chitty Bang Bang. And Endlessly Creative. That is not a fun movie, sir. <laughs> and Endlessly Creative. I understand why some people hate the character Ruby Rod. But I think he's great. Plus, it made Lilu multipass a quote. Okay. Yeah, that is uh, the fifth element. The fifth element. <sighs> okay. I've liked it more over time because I think I've seen it now 20 times because <laughs> it's been on TV. I've, I've probably seen it more. What am I talking about? Wow. That's, that's horrible. Yeah, first time I that. saw it, I was not on board. Uh, I'm still not on board. And uh, I've seen it enough times that it has charmed me, mm. and I'm fine with it. And I really like the aliens. Uh, he's got I, I just like their designs. Mm-hmm. They're really well designed. Well, I think that um, Luc Besson does really great pre-production for his films. Like, I would say the same thing about Valerian. I think it's a very gr- good-looking movie. Mm-hmm. But he, to me, he lacks the ability to direct in a way that makes his movies interesting. And I would say that for all of his movies, for mm. Leon the Professional, for Fifth Element. For... Did you not like the Professional? No, I did not like the Professional. Oh, I like the Professional quite a bit. Uh, too over, too much overacting. Okay. And it might be just be like a language thing for him, so he doesn't understand where it, tonally it's wrong, what people are doing in a movie. Like I know that there's this line that Gary Oldman does in Leon the Professional that he did as a joke. Is he just did it as an onset joke and got it got put into the film? Do you remember what the line was? Uh, he's something that he says really over dramatically, like he yells something like just way too loud and like crazily, okay. and he was just goofing around. But that's the, that's the performance that that uh, Basson chose to put into the film. He's a very over the top character, like he, like yeah, just yeah. his design, just his yeah, look. Yeah. yeah, you know, he's that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. It's just really yeah. But I ah! yeah, I don't know. I just find his movies to me they're just completely emotionally flat because he also did um, La Femme Nikita, right? Okay, which is a movie I read about. And I was like, well, this sounds right up my alley. I've seen I the s- remake on the TV show, but I haven't seen the original movie. And, and then I saw that. the film and it just kind of laid, laid there for me. Like, I like Professional and uh, I like this one now. And uh, that's now. About it. I didn't <laughs> like it then. into me. It was like, but uh, You went to North Korea and now you like that movie. Sure. It makes you feel good. It also makes you feel like killing a president. You don't know why. This is weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's just and the whole, uh, yeah, the Ruby Rod part of the film with um, Chris. Uh, it's a big choice. It's a big choice. <laughs> but once again, I just feel like he doesn't, because he's, you know, it's just a language change, difference. He doesn't understand, like, how it is not working in the movie. Like, But I could see, like, almost everything that's a part of it. Like, if you made that into an anime, it would be, yeah, that's right. I'd see, I'd see a character would be that broad in an anime, mm. you know? There would be, like, a kind of screaming yeah. character. So, a lot of, I've been, again, I've been watching a lot of Voltron lately, <laughs> which is quite good. Uh, but there's, Maybe like, it's... there's screaming characters mm. who just scream! Yeah. And yeah, I, I liked. There was bold choices made, and I'm all for bold choices. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I, again, I'll be watching it another ten times because it comes on TV and it stays on TV. So it's fine. <laughs> no, thank you. Very good. I mean, I like this. Other, I mean, we know where I, know where I really like the Fifth Element. I like it in the movie Heavy Metal. I really like it in that movie where it's the the uh, the Inkle. 
It's basically it's Jodorowsky's story yeah. that that Luc Besson ripped, ripped off. Yeah, for, Mobius for, was involved. In, Mobius yeah. drew it. It was uh, done for uh, heavy metal, I guess, or for metal hurlant in uh, mm-hmm. in England or in France. And so, yeah, I mean that's a that's a good version of it. But I don't All need, right. I don't need the, I don't need Luc Besson's version. All right. You know why? Because I'm bigger than that. This movie is Casablanca, which we talked about many times. It's, it's a classic, and justifiably so. Are we going to play this one again? Plus, it has the second best Are you going to do this battle. review again? You did it for her, you can do it for me. Come on, do the review again. <laughs> <laughs> he says, plus it has the second best song battle on the list. Hmm. I don't remember. Is there a song battle in the film? The two characters play, play us songs uh-huh. and battle each other? Huh, I'm not sure. Clarify that for is, us, will yeah, you? Yeah, is Jimmy Fallon in the movie, and they do like a <laughs> karaoke? Do a lip sync off? Yeah, do a lip sync off. Oh, Casablanca, Casablanca, you're such a good movie. Mm-hmm. It could have been such a terrible movie. It's one of those things like where when you read about it, you're, you you realize like, this is one of the things where you realize how much happenstance can affect art, you know, and, and how something can be, could have been bad, but is great, you know? Like it could have had Ronald Reagan, it could have had a different actress playing, but somehow the studio kept like putting in be- better actors into the movie that originally was going to be like a B movie. It was going to be like, you know, kind of a cheap film that's going to come off come off the conveyor belt and go into theaters and keep keep the seats warm and they kept but they kept adding like great actors to it so yep. you know um the actor who the british actor who plays uh the french detective uh, french detect- i can't remember his name now the actor that's too bad how dumb of me but yeah he's you know so this all these actors who are very good paul henry i think is in it playing the, the part of of Inga, In- ingrid bergman's husband paul whatever his name is and uh yeah is this it's good. It's good. It's good. You yeah. think? You think what a corny movie! I'll never. Like, how could you enjoy this film? Then you start watching it. And it's like, wow, what a great movie this is. And if you like it, uh, then you got the TV series to watch as well. David Soul. David Soul and Scatman Crothers. <laughs> as Sam, I assume. Yep. Not in the Ingrid Bergman role. Yeah. <laughs> I got on the plane. <laughs> Things changed. <laughs> Let me do the ham bone, boss. That's all I remember from Love Boat. It's my only memory is him doing ham bone. Him doing the ham bone. I remember that, yeah. (laughs) I remember him on the Don Heron show. Okay. And uh, he he, he got everyone to chant naked as a jaybird. Okay. So, and then he he did uh, the Sheik of Araby. It was like, I am the Sheik of Araby. And everyone would go, naked as a jaybird. Into your tent I creep, naked as a jaybird. (laughs) I was like, it's a pretty dirty song when you do it this way. Hmm. His, uh, I think this is his fourth, fourth movie or third movie. If you want to count the first two as a, as a one item. Okay. This is, uh, he says, I know why a movie about being middle aged. I don't know why a movie about being middle aged resonated with me in my twenties. About Schmidt. Maybe it was the soundtrack. Maybe it's Pam Greer who owns the movie. Uh, uh Jackie Brown. Yeah. Either way, yeah, it's I a like good Jackie film. Brown quite a bit. I like that movie a lot. I've only seen it once. Mm-hmm. As is my a way. Times. Yeah, it's As good. is my way, and we actually have it at home on DVD because my daughter went through a Quentin Tarantino phase, and she has all the movies. But um, I really did like that movie a lot, and I was a little disappointed by like the reaction to it. I thought the reaction to it was a little. Is it Robert Forrester who's the Robert Forrester? Yeah, yeah, plays the. Ba- he the had a bail, bit of a resurgence. Bill Bondsman. That. Yeah, that was well, one he's of the. Still, sort of he things. still is in things to this day. Yeah, uh, kind of. I think but it's just a role he'll never get as be- as good a role as that in the movie. I mean, it was it was such an honest role too. He had had hair implants in real life, and it's in the movie in his character, and he talks about it in the movie. It's, oh, yeah, that was a choice I made, and I you know I felt. You know, I wanted to do it, but it's like, well, it's interesting. And I just like his character, like being interested in her, and then going out like buying a stylistics album as some way around to to get to know who she is. You know, like I oh, you know I like this black woman. I guess I should listen to black music. 
So he gets a stylistics album and he's listening to La 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 Means I Love You, you know, mm -hmm. which is great music. So it's good that he bought it. But is this such a, I think the opening of the movie with Across 110th Street that with Bobby yeah, Womack song. that's amazing. It's a really like, one thing about Tarantino is this is use of music in movies is so fantastic because he always seems to have like just this great way of putting in music. This is perfect. And that song, I'd never heard it before I, I saw that movie it is actually from an actual movie called across it's, 110 it's almost Street. like uh to me to me tarantino talks a bit too much so that i don't i can't listen to everything he says yeah but like uh, with edgar wright edgar wright will like tell you when he came up with uh the music for a scene and it's usually like years before yeah that he's been planning this scene for so long with this song and yeah. this will go in this song yeah and you wonder like how long did did tarantino have like yeah. that song for this shot, yeah, and line it all up, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, again, he'll tell you twenty-five other things. You know, again, <laughs> well, he's it's, too much. It's a Kevin Smith thing where it's just like, okay, I can't mine through <laughs> all of this to hear how he made the thing. I'm kind of curious if you could just, if someone could do me a tight edit, yeah, give me a tight edit of like, yeah, could you do a, someone do a YouTube supercut of Quentin Tarantino saying this one thing? Yeah, yeah, it's a and there's so many, and then that movie is like, it was such a good movie. That there's like there's all these like great actors doing like character parts in it. Robert De Niro, yeah. uh, Bridget Fonda, Samuel L. Jackson. Of course, they got great to, stuff too. Because uh, there's so. really juicy roles, and and it's. I uh, got a strong memory of it too. I think because like uh, I think when it came out, I had just gone through a very major breakup with mm. a very long term relationship. Yeah, and so I was very raw. Okay. And like you know, when I saw, it, I was like, yeah, man, this is great. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's fine. That's 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 good that it means something to you in a moment in your life as yeah. well. That's fantastic. There's that great shot in it too, where it's like, as I remember it, because once again I saw it once when it came out. So I guess it was '98 or so. And but the camera's like far back, and it's got the the get in the car, and they kind of just drive around the block, mm -hmm. and they come back, and then someone gets shot in the car or in the trunk or whatever. I can't. I just remember it being like a great shot, and it's just like, wow, that's fantastic, and it it works in the movie. Say, unlike in the Black Dahlia, the Brian De Palma film, where there's this fantastic shot like over an entire building the camera jumps over the entire building to go over to the other side of the building where there's like a, a murdered woman and it doesn't work because it's like such a such outside of everything else that's in the movie just have this sudden like crazy shot you're like there's no reason for that shot you could have just done it as a as a cut and it would have had the same effect so it's just like a show-offy flamboyant yeah. move for no reason it's the no... thing with like a tarantino movies you know you're always going to see something a little new yeah Always gonna but, be but it's going to work in, in the movie, too. It's not just going to st yeah. stick out like a sore thumb. And like. there'll be stuff that you'll go, yeah. But there's also going to be stuff <laughs> you're going to go, huh. And it's not always going to be good, but yeah. it's going to be different. Yeah. You're going to, they're not, he's not wasting your time, mm -hmm. even if things do take a while yeah. sometimes. But it's like, nope, this is for a reason. He never wastes your time. Yeah. Like Death Proof, which, you know, is to me the example of a movie where he completely bores you at the beginning of the film. He puts in a boring scene that makes you hate the characters. And then when, when there's a, turnabout and then you're just so like disgusted at yourself yeah. that when the end of the movie comes it's so it's so cathartic for yeah. you as well and it's, it's really a tough well done one. it's a tough one to show people now because it's like if you're watching it on uh, like on television yeah well you've got other stuff to do and it's like you almost have to be that i just i came to this movie i've yeah. got to sit in the theater yeah. i'm gonna wait, wait through this yeah but like people won't sit through this like uh, it's like no you got to keep yeah, you got to keep watching. Got to watch the whole thing. Oh, yeah, I know you can't. And the, oh well, the other problem for me about, with Death Proof is what, uh, taking it out of the grindhouse setting. They had to add an extra scene into it, and it's boring. Yeah. It's even more boring. So it's too much boring. You don't need that boring part in the convenience store. Like that part is not in the original film, as I saw it in, in the grindhouse uh, anthology. 
And that's how I like those movies. I like them in that where the film breaks and it cuts to a scene, like so you don't have to wade yeah. through a bunch of garbage. It was also it was a funny gag in the yeah. thing, like scene missing. Yeah, it's yeah. like here comes the sexy scene, scene missing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just get to the thing. Yeah, just to get to the next part of it, you know. Suddenly, like everything's on fire and stuff's happening. You're just like, ah, this is perfect. Like this, let's just cut to the chase. It's a good excuse for this. This movie, and I feel the same way about uh, Death Proof, which I feel like Tarantino kind of cheated with his version of it, like. Like Rodriguez did, like an out and out, tr- tr- you know, trauma film. Yeah. Uh, and then Quentin Tarantino does like this sort of French art film slash uh, car chase movie, you know. But you have these two elements to it that are completely you would never see in like old, like an actual like psychotronic, mm-hmm. you know, style, you know, grindhouse movie on, on, on in old old fashioned. But when would he have the excuse to do this movie again? Well, exactly. So I, I have no problem with it. Yeah. It's such when a you've movie. basically got a one twist movie, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it works with a double feature situation. Interestingly, up into up until uh, Django Unchained, there was not there was never a Tarantino film film that I didn't like, and like the last two, I haven't thought much of uh, Django Unchained and uh, yeah, what's the one with it's the, almost like a play, The Eleven. Something eleven. Yeah, hateful eight. Or hateful eight. Sorry, the seven eleven. So it was so <laughs> disliked it that you imagined it was even more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I didn't hate it, but I just didn't feel like the the twist in it didn't wasn't just didn't feel like. I literally when I saw it, I was like, this should be a play. Yeah, this would be a yeah. great play. Yeah, you know, I guess you it's his rope or something. Be, I don't this, know. be this set and yeah. you know keep revealing characters and yeah. keep revealing things. It's like yeah. Again, it was one where, like, well, there's a. Again, you knew there was a twist to come in. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's one of my problems now with like a, a movie where it's clear that like these characters aren't who you think they are. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, then you've got to distract me with something else. Yeah, because yeah. if I'm just waiting on what the twist is, mm-hmm. I'm. Mm, it's not. It's not fun. Yeah, you really got to distract and then. Yeah. yeah. Six cents, me man. Give me a. Give me a. a <laughs> something. I'm uh, a mystery. Yeah. I'm trying to solve over here. Sure. But now, now do a reveal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, make make your make your not twist as interesting as your twist. Yeah, you know and that's it's what a, six sense does. It's also a magician's trick. Like if the whole thing in your trick is someone trying to figure out how your trick works. Yeah, it's a boring trick for the person to watch. It's a yeah. tense situation. It's not joyful. Yeah, but if you if if you've got something goofball over here that they're paying attention to, and now you do yeah. the side reveal, sure. that's a delight. Yeah, because you know you haven't been like, oh, what is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's strange to me because I didn't uh, I didn't hate it, but I was I didn't love Django Unchained. I thought it was okay. There's parts of it that are very good, and then lots of parts where I just like, mm, yeah, mm. it was fine. And uh, you know, and I, and then he appeared later on in uh, uh, a million ways to die in the West. Uh, didn't see it. Yeah. I watched a bit of that, but it wasn't it's fine. Wasn't he's good. got a he's the after credit scene. Okay, yeah. Um, it's okay. fine. <laughs> but yes, Jackie Brown, awesome. There you go. Awesome film. I rate it very highly. It's a movie I've often thought of rewatching. <laughs> well, you you've got it. I've got enough. Man. This is sitting there. Maybe New Year's Day. I've not seen this movie. Okay. This is if you don't remember this one, it's a feminist retelling of Cinderella from the late nineties. I can't say it's good exactly, but it's Pretty silly woman? and charming. It's called Ever After. Oh, is that damn. with Drew Barrymore? Yes, I, I did see that. She again. She that's absolutely right. I would say it is. It is charming. It is a charming okay. uh, film. Okay. Yes. That's all you're going to say about it. 
Yeah, it's weird because is it Prince Charming? I'm nope. Oh. Uh, I'm currently actually working on like kind of a Cinderella ish thing right now of my own. Oh. So it's weird because okay. it's, t- it's tough going to this mentally with the, <laughs> with the other thing. No, I just remember it was one of those. You know, it's it's this period of time where uh, Drew Barrymore did films that were very charming. Mm. Went, oh, that was yeah, that's fine, and we're good. Yeah, <laughs> that's you, what I remember. Are you going to put home fries into that? I did not see Home Fries. I and, did. and Driving with Boys? Did she do that it, one? As I, well? Maybe. I don't I didn't see okay. that one. I just watched Home Fries because it had uh, Luke Wilson in it. Well, I just like the idea of Home Fries. That sounds delicious. <laughs> Get a little Bernays sauce on there, a little mm. eggs. Mm. Bernays sauce is really good with potatoes, by the way. Oh, my God. Put on your hash So buns. good. Yeah, you're not wrong. All right. He says, I watched this three times on a flight once. It's great. And three ha- times on the same flight. Yeah. That's too many times. That's crazy. And Talk it has. watched it on a loop. And it has the best song battle on the list. Best song battle. This movie is your, possibly, was once your favorite film. Okay, so that would be uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yes. Uh, versus the World. You're yeah, correct. yeah, that has a good song battle, for sure. It does. Absolutely. There's a few song battles. Yeah, well, we have talked this film to death, but mm-hmm. uh, I'll say the one of the things I like best about it is it, uh, it uh, values self-respect. And says okay. you gotta fix yourself before you can fix, uh, you know, before you can do stop hurting other people. And this person is uh, unaware of, of the damage they're causing. Yeah. And I think that's just a good lesson: is like just be aware of the people you're hurting around you with your behavior. And it also, you know, says uh, snap out of denial. Hmm. One of the best scenes there is uh, uh, him saying that he doesn't drink while, like, you know, uh, drinking <laughs> or, two gins. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yes. feels very true to me. It's a movie. I'm going to say this about this about that movie. The first time I saw it, I didn't think very much of it. Like, I really wanted to like it. And I just mm-hmm. felt like, I felt like everything I'd seen that was good about it, I'd already seen in trailers. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the second time I watched it, though, because I thought, well, you know what? I just, I really Ian like it. Ian won't shut up about it. I, <laughs> no, I just thought, you know, I really like Edgar Wright. So I, I, something, I have to see this movie again. So I watched it again. And I really liked it a lot. I think because it's such a densely packed movie that you can actually get fatigued watching it. Sure. And I think it's actually better like on the second or third viewing than it is on the first viewing. It's a movie that pays off through a couple of viewings. And you'll pick up more on like what you're talking about, the fact that around him, because, you know, it's like any movie. It's like when you're watching A Clockwork Orange with Malcolm McDowell's character, with Alex, you, he's the point of view of the movie. And so you're, you're getting this filtered view. He's the, what you say, the unreliable narrator. He's the person who's giving you his point of view of what's happening. And so you, but even though he's doing these terrible things, because he's the protagonist, because he's the person narrating it, you, you kind of associate yourself with him and he's the sympathetic character, even though he's an evil person. Mm-hmm. And the same with Scott, Scott Pilgrim. He's the, he's the protagonist of the film. And so you are, he is who you're, who you sort of attach yourself to in the film. And so his assholishness isn't really immediately obvious to you as you're watching the movie. It's only on the next couple of viewings where you notice other people's reactions to what he's doing that you go, Oh yeah, this guy's actually kind of unpleasant and what he's doing is hurting other people. And, you know, and so you kind of take yourself out of that character and you put, you start to notice other people around him, you know, because like the Aubrey Plaza character in the film is, you know, she's right when what she says, but she's also very unpleasant. So. Because she was hurt. Yeah. He hurt her. Yeah, that's right. But you don't. But that doesn't necessarily mean that like she's yeah. justified in what she's doing. Yeah. But it's just so. the first time you see it, you go, well, he's, she's a, she's, you know, not very nice. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to be sympathetic to her. I'm going to be sympathetic to Scott. You know what I mean? So you're, you know. Yeah. You know, so it's it's interesting. It's it's a, a it's, it's a, a almost well, Christmas carolish thing where 
okay. the all the all the evil exes. Yeah, he's he's destined to be another evil ex and yeah. stops it. Yeah, he yeah. stops he stops because he was he'd be just the next one in the mm-hmm. in the in the lineup mm-hmm. yeah. of uh, of these destructive toxic personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not going to be an evil ex, right? Because don't they come together at the end of the film? No, but he was going to be before yeah, oh, for that change. Yeah, yeah. In fact, they actually literally say that. You know, uh, she, she, uh, Flowers says that to him. It's just like you're just need another evil ex waiting to happen. Oh, okay. You know. Okay. And you know, she's been picking these people too, so she's part of the problem too. Everyone's everyone's part yeah. of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a it's a really good film. I think it's the one that if you've seen it and you didn't think much of it, you should watch again because it really it does kind of pay off. It does pay in the retelling. Unlike most other films, that yeah. and some really bored. beautiful visuals, things yeah. like things like you know walking through the snow and the snow's melting around, mm. you know, just like just really, just really beautiful stuff, yes. and yes. also making Toronto into this like myst- mythical like kind of wonderland. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah, it's great. And if you've been there, you know it's very boring. And Chris Evans is great. Just kidding, Toronto. as yeah, as uh, Lucas Lee. Oh yeah. Well, everyone's great in the movie. I know. But like, that's the thing. It's very Tarantino-esque in that everyone gets something great yes, to do. Yes, Everyone's character yeah. really pops and, and does stuff. But but Chris Evans, especially as Lucas Lee, mm-hmm. just does these really small little things that are great. Yeah. Just him looking at his phone and just like, you know, actually, that's hilarious. Yeah, you know, just yeah. reading this thing, it's just like, oh, you arrogant son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. And, that uh, is great. Yeah. Although my favorite line is still, you touched my boob. I know. I just love that line so much because she attacks him, and yeah. you know, then he like defends himself in her. Mm. Yeah, you touched my boob. <laughs> so good. It's such a, it's a yeah. There's lots of good stuff. I mean, some of the, my favorite lines in the movie I saw in the trailer, so that was one of my problems when I first saw mm-hmm. it. Just kind of like, oh, I love this line. And I saw the movie and I went, oh, well, I already laughed at it though. So. The thing in the trailer, and again, we've been into the trailer discussion we've before, been there but before. I think the trailer discussion is that what things you see in the trailer are what's are the surface things. Yes. For surface, sure. Oh, for sure. You're right. Gags. You're and right. then the movie is a completely different mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. You know, about someone who is so surface. Yeah. You know, and but I think, then, I think that kind of reveals itself through multiple viewings. I think the yeah. first time you watch it, it won't, it won't immediately make and, itself. And there clear. was, there's a couple of people I know who just couldn't watch it because they went like, oh, he's dating this high school girl. He's a jerk. Why would I want to watch this? Yeah. Well, Scrooge is a jerk at the beginning too. <laughs> you might right. want to see how Christmas Carol turns out. Bill Murray is a jerk, jerk at in Groundhog the beginning Day, of Groundhog yeah, yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, that's right. I want to see his character on a journey. See, yeah. That Moses seems like a bit of an ass in the beginning of the Ten Commandments too. But okay, well, no, when he's a baby, he's fine. But then he's a bit of an arrogant guy. Maybe that's my problem with Scrooge. The uh, is that Bill Murray's character still seems like a jerk at the end of the movie. He doesn't seem like he's changed at all. Huh. He just seems exactly the same. He just gets rewarded for being a jerk. I'm like, nope, that's not Christmassy. All right. Movie. That means do your own uh, Christmas Carol movie. <laughs> Fix it. There's already 18 of them. Um, hmm. Is this the first? I, okay. Uh, he says, I'm not fond of the sequels, but the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie is solid. I think the latter movie dark. It's darker and it's uh, less, you know, less, less bananas. No giant squids. That you can th- walk into the mouth of and go into the afterlife. I think the latter movies suffered because Jack Sparrow was so popular, but he's perfect in this one. Yeah, he's not the main guy. He's 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 a little bit of spice in yeah. it, uh, yeah. and that's right. And then and then you know what they did? They Fonzied him, and then they made him the lead. Yeah, and then it was like okay. And for those of you that are like uh, a little younger, they Urkled him. <laughs> 
And yeah, once a, you make a character a too big, yeah. And it's like, just like, well, now he's just a cartoon yeah. who, you know, you could drop off a building and he'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's going to be, he's going to bounce. They do that. He's going to, yeah, he's literally, he's going to bounce off an awning yeah. and there's nothing you can do. I just watched you know. the, the, the re- most recent one, whatever it's called. Yeah, they actually have like a good scene at the, in the first one where there's a pirate attack and it's scary because yeah. it's like, oh, geez, pirates are showing yeah. up. But by the time you get to like the second one, it's like, hey, pirates are here. <laughs> I don't mind those movies. I think that the, they're well-made movies, so I don't. They don't. You know, they're just popcorn movies, so that doesn't kill me. Like if I'm watching a well-made movie, but I will admit that the Jack Sparrow character becomes too prominent in those films. Oh yeah. And then in the the most recent one, they change his character. Oh, is that right? Which is terrible. Where they make him more of a more of an idiot. Because in the other films, he's you know his 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 act is an act. He's put he has a put on that makes people drop their guard, mm-hmm. and then he surprises them and escapes or whatever. You know, you know, and does something that's that's good. Whereas in this movie, he's constantly just falling down or getting hit, or you know, it's not like he doesn't do anything clever yeah. at all. It's all fluke. And, and it's weird for me in the sequels. And again, I'm not clear on this, but I'm like, uh, isn't Jeffrey Rush a ghost? Like, when did he stop being a ghost? Like, mm. isn't he? He's a ghost, right? Like, he's a dead guy. No, yeah, he is. Like uh, in the first movie, you know, in the second like, movie, he comes to the second movie, right? He's in he's in all the movies. Uh, is, Jeffrey, he the, is he in the first one? Yeah, Jeffrey Rush is the villain oh. in the in the first one. Oh, okay. I so hey, when you I see start, these movies, you better start time. believing in ghost stories. And then, like the moon hits, you're in one. Oh, okay. He's a freaking skeleton. Oh, okay. With the the skeleton monkey on his shoulder. Doesn't he come to? Doesn't he get? They're like, all cursed. He gets returned to life though, doesn't he? Like, doesn't the curse get lifted at some point? <sighs> Or maybe I'm it's wrong. It's weird. Like it's not super oh, clear. Oh, oh, oh! Maybe it happened in this last movie because they find uh, Poseidon's trident. All right, and it removes all cur- all the curses of the sea. Okay, so that resets. Everything. Maybe that reset everything in okay. some way. But like in the second movie, he's just like a regular dude. Like, and I got hired on this ship. I'm like, well, aren't you a skeleton man? <laughs> <laughs> like, I get that there's a thing that happens at the end. Yeah. Where, like, I believe I believe he gets killed at the end of the first one. If I'm not really remember. Like, I can't see how he wouldn't. I don't remember. Um, but like, saw it once. But like one. Sparrow is also a skeleton man. And you don't realize that. And I was like, oh, what a twist. Uh, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like, why is Jeffrey Rush back? And I was never really clear. Yeah. And then I made the terrible mistake of going to the bathroom. Uh, oh, I did the that too. Movie, I did that too. And then come back, and the movie's over. I'm like, well, <laughs> what? Yeah, we are. We are walking. I'm sure I told this story in the show before, but what the hell? We were walking across the parking lot. I went to see the drive-in with my with my daughters, and it was the third film. Mm-hmm. And they actually they they stayed awake for Cars. We watched Cars, and then they had Bewitched, the Nicole Kidman, Will Ferrell okay. vehicle, which they fell asleep for. Yeah, that's a that's they, all over the place. They slept for that. I actually kind of like that movie. I like Steve Carell in it. I would like to have just seen Steve yeah, Carell do Paul Lynn. He's pretty good. I I, I didn't mind that movie. Uh, I can see why they had to do what they did, and I didn't mind it. But uh, so I watched that one while the girls were sleeping, and then they woke up for Pirates of the Caribbean two, and we watched that. And then yeah, near the end, what I thought was where I thought was like a breathing point, Mary said, "I have to go to the bathroom." I said, "Well, this is the perfect time because they're going to yak for a bit. We're going to get some exposition, and then the movie's <laughs> going to continue on." So we start walking across the the parking lot towards the bathroom at this drive-in, and I kind of keep my eye on the screen, you know, kind of keep my eye on the screen. Da, 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 da. And then Jeffrey Rush's character shows up, like the door opens, yeah. he's standing in the doorway, yeah, and like, oh, Barbosa's back or whatever, and then. And then the credits start to roll. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? What? You can't, you can't end a movie yeah. on a guy standing in a doorway. Yeah. The same way you can't end a movie on a guy bringing a package and mispronouncing someone's name. That's not how a movie should end. That's a bad ending to a movie, everyone. Civil War.
Civil War. I thought you were going to say that was the ending to Back to the Future 2, and that bothered you. I didn't know, I've never seen Back to the Future 2. Oh. Or 3. It's got a good ending. I saw one. That's enough. Oh, I think you should see Back to the Future 2. Just, uh, it's, got a, it's got a nice first look at the future. Okay. And it's got a good solid uh, ending that has a role for a Canadian that's like, ah, oh, that's a good role. <laughs> I'll have to, uh, hey, for a guy who claims Two that Canadians. He, for a guy who's calling me Mr. Gesture, you just punched your microphone. I did punch your microphone. <laughs> You're so excited. I like that. It's such a famous scene that, okay. sorry, it's sure. such a famous scene that it's parodied in so many things that I'm like, okay. oh, you should see it just so you'd get so all get these the, other jokes. Well, I probably would be watching going, oh, yeah, this thing. I've already seen it. And, and so Family when you Guy, meet this actor one day, you'll go, ah, I remember that, uh, <laughs> that thing. Uh, here's the other thing I don't like about Pir- the first Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. is that I took my daughters to, um, after it came out, I took my daughters to Disneyland. And one of the things I wanted them to see was Pirates of the Caribbean because I loved Pirates of the Caribbean so much as a kid when I went there. Went there, went there when I was eight. And I went there when I was thirteen, and I loved it so much. That was probably my favorite ride there. It's just so it's so magical. It's just a little little world that you get to travel through in a boat, you know. Yeah. And so we go get you know get on there, and it's like, oh, you guys are gonna love this. And then you go through, and there's like a waterfall, and they've got the face of Davy Jones, the tentacled face guy, there talking to you. I'm like, this isn't the ride. There's no tentacle face guy in the ride what is this and then there's all this like jack sparrow stuff in the ride i'm like what the fuck this inspired the movie you don't change the ride that inspired yeah. the movie yeah because now you've gone backwards yeah you've gone backwards on yourself disneyland and they've got instead of like the original one where there's like a just a no-name pirate hiding humorously hiding in a barrel it's jack sparrow now and then the pirates are going. And before it was all voices done by uh, Paul Freeze. By Paul Freeze, yeah. And now it's someone else doing the voices because they have to incorporate Jack Jack Sparrow's name into all the stuff. And I was like, "This is the worst." When I was hearing people talk about this, and also the haunted mansion and other yes, things, that's another thing. Um, uh, what I thought was, "Oh, this is an opportunity for Disney to have their cake and also eat uh, their cake, eat and their then charge customers you for two cakes." <laughs> uh, would be to, yeah, you do that and you change it as you're going to do. Yeah. But then also have like, and hey, once a week we have classic nights. Yeah. And we're gonna like, we're gonna do the classic uh, should, haunted yeah. house. We're gonna do the classic Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm, yeah. We're just gonna classic it up, and maybe there'll be some some other old timey stuff that they're gonna dig out and just. Yeah. Like, we're gonna do this for you as well. We're gonna have like something in the parade that's like, oh that, oh geez, we haven't seen that for a while, or yeah, and like yeah, there'll be some some people who are like, I like the classic stuff. Well, then come Thursday. Well, I will come Thursday. <laughs> there we go. Come Thursday when that. we don't have images from a Nightmare Before Christmas superimposed on stuff yeah. that's happening in the background that you can see like this double layer stuff it's so hacky it's so cheap like yep. it's not even done well it's done badly sure oh so, so classic dis- it up so disappointing it's almost as disappointing as all their plywood rides there Ugh. anyway plywood rides are the rides where they just kind of put up quick things that are just like wooden cutouts from scenes from from some you know like yeah. mr toad's wild ride or whatever and it's all plywood painted plywood rides that you just kind of sit in a car and go through with some track sure. they've laid on the floor it's like well i guess this is a placeholder until they think of something better I guess, or is this like something to? But then it becomes a favorite because it was something you went through when you were a kid. Yeah, like, I guess. Well, I want to yeah. see that. I guess. Hey, we all ended up in hell. Yay! Yeah, right. It all worked out great. Remember when Mr. Toad ended up in hell? What? When did that happen? I don't remember that part. Of the do book. all frogs go to hell? <laughs> they do. They no, just... I know technically he's a toad, and a toad isn't a frog. I understand that, but he says about this film, I uh, watched this before watching Firefly. I still haven't watched all of Firefly. 
It's a good movie regardless. Uh, Serenity, of course. Serenity, yes. No, it is a good movie. It is yeah. a pretty good movie. Yeah, and like Joss Whedon, he'll uh, kill a character that you like. Really hate that part of the movie, but okay. Yeah, what are you going to do? Joss Whedon's going to kill a character you like. I know he is. Gonna, something's going to happen. Yeah. You're going to enjoy the Avengers? Oh, I like the Avengers. This is fun. It's just, oh, what character I like. <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, yes. well, listen, I'm going to watch Avengers 2. Everything's going to be fine. Well, everything's going to be, he's going to kill a character that I like. <laughs> oh, the son of a bitch. Oh, he knows it. He knows it. So he's setting this character up, and it's uh, the other character. Oh, Whedon, you've done it again. <laughs> I, yes. He has no problem. Yes, he has no problem killing characters for dramatic reasons. Who is the villain in it? I forget I forget his name. He's uh What are we talking about? Oh, we're, we're in oh, Serenity. Chwetel Olienofor? Yes. Sorry. Yes, that is correct. What you just heard in the background was correct. Yeah, he's very, very good. Yeah. Yeah, he's very uh, just mannered and mm-hmm. creepy mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. I don't know if you prefer his performance or the performance of the kind of similar, similar-ish character in the that final episode of Serenity where... It's the guy who was like the DA's assistant from Law and Order. Oh, okay. I've got to wa- I've got to watch that again. Okay. I haven't watched Firefly in yeah, quite a while. I quite like his. I like that character because he's yeah, he's kind of crazy in a different way than 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 the, the character in Firefly. But by, uh, by the way, here's or here, Serenity, for all the people that want to like redo Firefly, and you're all like, well, bring a Firefly black, bring it back, and it's like, okay, here's what you got to do: hmm. take take a cue from England. Okay. Make some radio things. Okay. Right? That's yeah. what you do. Because it's like low budget. You yeah. just pay the actors. You can set them in the past. You can set them whenever you want. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. And you really like work the imagination. You get all those actors doing stuff and you have a good time. Uh, just like they do with the Doctor Who. Mm. Then you got to, oh, I miss David Tennant. Well, he's, David Tennant's doing one. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Enjoy yourself, and then you keep the the you keep it uh, going, and then if there's enough interest. Then you go like, now we can do another thing, mm. and you'll be fine. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what you do. Sure, uh, or do it animated, but you can't really afford it animated. But you can afford to do a radio thing. Let's see, that's a good oh, idea. Do it, or you can just enjoy the shows that exist. Yeah, but nothing nothing's gone forever. So you're gonna bring it back, bring it back, right? Yeah, well, I guess so. Uh, certainly, yeah, it's a very very good film. I did, I thought it was a good kind of. Uh, a re-retelling of, of the show mm-hmm. where he sort of took some of the elements of the show that obviously were going to be developed differently for the TV series. Like as a series, it was going to kind of go on in its own way. And he kind of took took those things and sort of turned them back on themselves and sort of wrapped it into a... Was this the first Joss Whedon-directed feature movie? Yes, it was. Okay. So he's learning how to do it. He's learning how to mm-hmm. do it with this movie. Good yeah. for him. Well, I mean, learning how to direct a big movie, you mean? But yeah. I think in terms of writing it, I think he already kind of had that... No, he had he had written big movies before. Yeah. He'd written your Alien Fours and whatnot. Yeah, uh, you know, and he just script doctored a lot of stuff. But this was, you know, this was a bit of a budget. Sure, not a huge budget, but yeah. a bit of a budget, and yeah. did some special effects and learning how things work. And yeah. so when you get to do your Avengers, you know what you're doing. Did some things that were really smart for that film. For instance, they built um they built a kind of you know life size model of the spaceship so that it's a actual existing architecture yeah and i like them doing the walkthrough in there yeah that was that was yeah. great just like oh oh it's oh, real oh, oh, okay. it really is a thing now i really feel like this yeah. is a uh, place and, and it's good because it gives you like a sense of where everything is when things are going wrong that you know where they're going to go and, and i think that was very clever uh so yeah it's a it's quite a well-done film and all the actors who came from the tv series really hold their own they do a good job in the movie as well there's no one who's dead weight it's quite good quite good Right. I'm just going to look something up real quick. You do that before I make my comment. Yeah. Here's who I'd like to see uh, oh, okay. direct a uh, Serenity slash Firefly movie. Okay. okay. If Joss Whedon can't do it. Joss Whedon can't do it. Wes Anderson. 
Hmm. I just really Wes Anderson it up. Wow. Tell me about, tell me about, uh, let me tell you about my spaceship. Yeah. And just like go through it and do all the things, <laughs> do the little character bits. The interstellar, the interstellar life of... And Wes Anderson's going to kill yeah. a character as well. He'll kill a character. It'll be a dog. Will, It'll be a he dog. He'll kill a dog, <laughs> but he will also kill another character. Yeah. He will kill yeah. uh, Gene Hackman. He will kill somebody. He'll yeah. kill an Owen Wilson. He kill will kill Wilson. somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, it'll all work out. So you got to get some kind of space pet to kill. You're right. <laughs> some little space squid or something and then, and then take care of it. He says, I'm a little scared to rewatch this movie in case it doesn't live up to my memories, but it was the best film I saw in 2015. Oh, 2015. It was a lot of driving in this movie. A lot of cars driving around in this movie. Was it Drive? It wasn't Drive. Okay. Uh, drive was earlier than that. Okay. It wasn't Baby Driver. Nope. Um, Big movie. Uh, was it one of the Fast and Furiouses? It was not a Fast and Furious, but it's kind of like that. Okay. Uh, it's in the future. Future Driver. Future driver Future? Future Drive. Uh, future Drive. Yeah. Uh, Death Race uh, <laughs> 2020. Death Race 1998. Uh, uh, Speed Racer. It was uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, yeah, that's fine. He's fine. You're fine. Watch it. You'll be okay. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, it's fine. What? I don't know if I'd watch it again, but yeah. I liked it when I saw it. I've seen it twice. And of course, you can never have quite the visceral reaction you had to a movie once seeing seeing in a theater, and also just well, you're the like, first experience. What, is is George Miller able to pull this off again? Yeah, you've got such memories of Mad Max. You've such got me- your it's got it all in of your Babe head. Pig in the City. You're just like, can this be as good as Babe Pig in the City? That's the question you're asking yourself while you're watching it. Will this be another Lorenzo's Oil? That was the question I was asking myself while I was watching that. Man, movie. the guy does a variety of movies. He sure doesn't does, he? doesn't he? Is this going to be Happy Feet? Are we seeing oh Happy Feet again? God, I ask people right? Who who? <laughs> I mean, Ron Howard looks at this guy and just yeah. goes like, pick a lane. <laughs> Holy moly. I think that he, I think that's what he kind of liked. I don't think he liked getting boxed into the whole, no, no, no. The whole Mad Max thing. I think he Who knew he had two pig stories in him that were like equally like good? Yeah. yeah. Who knew it? I wouldn't have guessed they he had one. They were radically different. Yes. With the same pig. Yeah. <laughs> same pig. I, know it was, I don't think it was the same pig. Okay, but, but the same so. character. Yeah. They brought in a different actor for the pig part in that yeah. one. Yeah. The other one had aged out. <laughs> Yeah. He did share that role. Wasn't bringing home the bacon. <laughs> he wasn't bringing home the bacon. But yeah, I mean, that's... That would have been great, by the way, in Mad Max, if like one of the cars was being driven by Babe. And just like little pig who mm. learned how to drive a car and put him in there. You know my favorite oh, part of... This is babe, my f- pig in the Mad Max oh, world. Oh, I like the Babe, pig in the... What do you want to call it? Babe, babe, pig in the Thunderdome. My favorite part of Mad Max Fury Road, actually, is when they turn around and go back. Yes! Common Be- sense. Because, but it's not just yeah. that. It's because, okay, you've seen them get through all this stuff. Yeah. So, you know, they went through all this trouble and how hard it was to, to go there. So now they're going to turn back. Yeah. And it's going to be even worse. So you're just like, oh yeah. my God, this is going to yeah. be terrible. It's but it's really, really ups the, ups the tension. I also like the, that's bait. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yes. It's really good. Also, man, if you go see a Mad Max movie in the theater, make sure you got enough drink because you're going to get thirsty. You're going to want to have <laughs> Why? some it's drink. Why? Well, you just like watch everyone so thirsty through yeah. the whole thing. and just yeah, like, mm, I could really go for some. <laughs> Mouth's getting dry. I'm really go for a soda. Sure, it was a long movie, though. Yep. Long movie. Yeah. And uh, Tom Hardy did a good job in his, as the replacement Mad Max as well. Tom Hardy always does a good job. He does. He's a very good actor. Tom Hardy did a good job as Venom. He shouldn't do a good job as Venom. I didn't, I haven't no seen one movie should yet. do a good job as Venom. Yeah. And he did a good job as Venom. Venom! You shouldn't. Even yeah. like, uh, okay, listen, as much as people don't like the uh, that third Batman movie, too, he's fine. No yeah. one goes like, Tom Hardy really stunk up the joint. <laughs> it's like, no, Tom Hardy was fine. He no, just he had his good. silly little mask and had to do his... <laughs> 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 
Let the games begin. Yeah. Um, final movie. Let's give some laurels to Tom Hardy. Let's give some laurels to Tom Hardy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> final film. It's bleak. But bleak so, house. But so good. The scene. Uh, with, as good as it gets. The scene with all the soldiers in the stairwell near the end gets me every time. Oh, uh, that one? The one with the... Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Clive Owen? Yeah. What year are we talking? Oh, gee, 2012, 2011. Oh, okay. Well, I'm uh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to help you with this one. What do you got? It's Children of Men. Oh, yeah, Which yeah, is a movie yeah. I love as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that movie. Boom! I think it's a great film in so quiet, many ways. Quiet, 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 quiet. <laughs> Boom! There's also not quite, not quite, not quite, like the scene where they're driving. Yeah. And when you watch that in the movie... Like Alfonso Cuaron, who directed that film, he he loves the long take. He's a long take lover because there is a famous long take at the end of the film where um, you know you have that long scene with Clive Owen and going through the battle sequence and stuff like that, and you know the blood gets on the camera, the mic gets or blood gets on the camera, sure. and they just keep going, they just keep keep on shooting, keep going, doesn't matter. Like that's that's like the obvious long sh- long take in the movie. But there's an earlier long take in the film where they're driving and they end up in the in the uh, ambush. And then they're backing, going in reverse, and they're backing up. And it's all one long shot, the whole sequence. Yeah, that is pretty amazing. It's amazingly how, how you coordinate that. It's just incredible. I don't even think that there's secret, like hidden cuts in it. I think it's just one long shot. It's very impressive. Like, he does some really impressive long, long takes, but uh, that, that's really great. I'm, you know, I am like, I don't know, like Alfonso Cron, like, he just makes such good movies all the time. Like it's an unexpectedly good. Like I'm kind of like I don't want to see Roma, but I'm like, oh, it's Alfonso Cuarón. I guess I have to see Roma because it's going to be really good. <laughs> like I, this is how it is. Like it's just there's no way around it. Like Gravity's great. Yeah, the, the third Harry Potter film, The Prisoner of Azkaban, yeah. is great. You know, like yeah. unex- way yeah. better than it yeah, deserved to be. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Children of Men. It was everything he puts his hand to. It's just like, oh, it's fantastic. Like this is great. Uh. I don't know every one of his movies, but that, you know, Imama Tambien, I guess it's pretty yep. good. It's not my not my cup of tea, but it's still a good movie. But yeah, that's like Children of Men, like so good in so many ways. Better than the book as well, which is a P.D. James book. Okay, I haven't read that. She was a mystery writer and she wrote one science fiction novel, which is Children of Men. But I actually think that the movie does a better job of going where she wanted to go than the book does. Like, and that's the other thing about Quran, that he's not afraid of of like taking same with Prisoner of Azkaban, for instance, where he changes the ending and I think improves the ending of, of the book with the whole time-turner section of it. In Children of Men, yeah, he just kind of takes out a bunch of stuff and streamlines it and just makes it way better and really gets to the heart of the story of the film, which is this, which is this woman with a baby, you know, and it's just so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like the way the movie sets up this bleak world where everything's hopeless because we just don't have anything left to work for because we don't have anyone around us that... You know, we don't have children and stuff like that that make the world bright for us, you know? Like, this is a bunch of adults being adults all the time. And there's just nothing, there's nothing joyful, you know? Like, I always hate when I hear people say, like, you know what I hate? The sound of kids playing. How could you hate that sound? Like, how could you hate? I love the sound. I love to hear, I like. I remember someone saying that. That's even when I was a kid, even when I was a teenager, like a grumpy, dumb teen, I, I loved when I could, like, the wind was blowing the right way and I would hear the kids playing at school. Like, I just love that sound of kids having fun. And, you know, like at church a little while ago, I was, I was coming down the hallway. I was going to the, where the choir uh, meet. And there's some kids running up and down the hallway. And this, uh, this adult got mad at them for running up and down the hallway. And we were, and we just had been practicing in the choir and we were singing this song about joy. <laughs> and I was just like, what are you not hearing in this world that you're supposed to be part of? 
This is supposed to be a joyful place. Yeah. And it's okay for kids to run up and down. We don't have to be quiet. God doesn't care if you're yelling in a church. We have to be silent because God's, God's here. You know, fuck off. You go be silent outside. Go sit in your car, weirdo. Like, yeah, like, it's just so, ah, I don't understand that. So, the, you know, this movie where you have, like, no joy, none of that kind of rambunctious, you know, like, people, adults are going to be rambunctious. That's not how we are. We're just too, we're too sore to be rambunctious. You know, when you're a kid, you can be elastic and have fun. And, yeah, it's just, it's such a bleak world. Like, when they go to the classroom and it's just this empty, gray place and just, it's like, oh, it's so sad. Yeah. And then when you see this pregnant woman, you're like, wow, this is, like, so hopeful. You know, and then it's it's also so, it also has this great part about immigration. You know, it's basically England has built this wall. Yeah. And they're keeping everyone out of this place because what they have is so great. Well, luckily we've learned from that. No one will ever try and do that. <laughs> well, we certainly, you know, we certainly need to learn something from that. This idea of, you know, and maybe if you look at that film and you take just take away the idea of like us not having children or not being able to have children out of it, but just the idea of like creating a walled world where yeah. you can't have fun, you know, which is what we want to do. We don't want to have anything change. We just want to have like this static place, this changeless place where, you know, it's our traditions and, you know, everything, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, ugh, yeah. don't need it. Come on in. Yeah. There's a feeling of fit. There's the safety and sameness, but it's like it's a, it's, it's bullshit. No, you yeah. need, you need change. You no, need you difference. Do. You need fresh you need, blood. You need, you need to be a mutt. You need to be a cultural mutt. Yeah. You need to be a biological mutt. Yeah. That's how you are healthy. Yeah. You know? It's like, but it's scary. Fine. Yeah, it Fear sure is. Fear healthy. <laughs> it's also... It's, it's, it's healthy to be scared. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, but then, like, get over it. And that's the really healthy bit. Yeah. Now you've made your immune system better. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Get over it. Or yeah. don't get over it, but don't worry about it. Exactly. You know? Because, every you know, people have different ideas, so you can't... It can't be that way. But yeah, Children of Men. It's a good movie, by the there way. There you are. Uh, let me just read his final... His fi He has some final words for us. All right, final words. Here we go. Cheers. He says, so thank you, Nigel. Oh, I cheers right. right back to you. I assume that you aren't making that your 12th choice is the, the TV show Cheers. Mm. But just saying cheers. It had some moments. I really liked the show for yeah. a while. And then I stopped watching it. Yeah, that's the same. Well, you, have you to. don't need to watch it all the time. You can't watch it all the time. No, you can't watch all of it. I liked when Harry Anderson was on it, especially. Sure. Harry the Hat, pretty good. I watched the first two seasons and I said, good. Yeah. Then good. It, then it spun off and uh, Fraser went on his adventures and uh, and there you are. But then, if you want to hear more about that, talk to Nina Matsumoto. Yeah, third dragon. She'll she'll talk your ear off about Fraser. It'll she sure fun. will. Yeah, she's gonna uh, her new podcast, the Fraser Highway. There you go. No, if you don't live in the Lower Mainland, you don't get that joke. But that's fine. And if you do, God, you're laughing hard. Doubted <laughs> very much. You're probably trying to get your breath back now. <laughs> if you are, bless you. Listen. It's a pithy joke, and I think that works for Fraser. Yes, so there you fine. go. It's like a witty joke that mm -hmm. most people won't get. That's right. It's great. Yeah. You've, I, you've nailed it. I put the pity into pithy. <laughs> well, everyone, that's the end of our show today. And the end of our year. And the end of our year. So thank you for... Old man Old man, 2018 <laughs> is, uh, is on his uh, deathbed. He's on his deathbed. That's right. He's got a globe in his hand. He's about to drop it and whisper the words, Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> smother me with the new baby smother me with him he's about to say rosebud and someone's gonna come in with those little chocolates oh do they still have those, those rosebuds yeah you can get them like in the you can get in bulk well you can get in bulk but can yeah. you get actually a box of nielsen's rosebud chocolate I, still is, Rose, is nielsen still around they must uh, nielsen be. i think is around, still but around i don't know if rosebuds are they must be they have to be come on come on do they i don't know have they gone the I'm way really of big, uh, old man new year i'm not a huge chocolate buyer did you like the rosebuds 
I don't really. He like, didn't like the rosebuds. I don't really like chocolate that much. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna crumple all these wrappers. <laughs> Those are your of, wrappers. Uh, yeah. Uh, how many did you have? I have one. Of the quality strength. I have one. Uh-huh. I ate one. Yeah. You ate. <laughs> you quite a few. Yeah. I ate, let me see how many I have. One, two, three, four, five. Not it's, that one. So you're five. I had five. Yeah. I had okay. One. Fair enough. This, you know. I like to stretch. I like to stretch my pleasure out. <laughs> Why are you pulling it away from me? I don't well, hate you, them. You clearly don't like. I don't them. hate chocolate. It's just that it's not my go-to. All right. Well, we've supplied you with some gingerbread. Uh, there you cookies. go. That's, that's good. Pia has made you some gingerbread yes. cookies. Thank so you, Pia. Uh, if you want uh, some of these, uh, picked up some smart sweets, which yep, uh, that's always the smartest thing. Uh, was there some sour gummy bears? Oh, thank you for you. Thank you. Uh, I don't so know. As, if, as, I don't know oh, if they're sorry. good or bad. Go ahead. Oh, this is going to continue wrapping up the show. Please wrap it up. Unless you want to say more about the coming bears. Wrap. Okay. So if you want to contact us and say Happy New Year or Merry Christmas, and we got a few Merry Christmases from people, and thank you very much. Thank you. For that, I really appreciate it. It certainly made my Christmas Day a joy, which was joyful anyway, but, you know, you added to my pleasure. You can write to us at our website, which is sneakydragon.com. True. We have a comments board there. You can leave a message for us under the shows. We really appreciate that. Oh, we just got we just got another person writing to us on there. Oh, we got we got three uh, three new messages on there. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. How often do you check? Because I check a lot. <laughs> I just, uh, we didn't have the three at the beginning of this episode. Oh, wow. Well, I have to check those. That's always fun, too. Well, thank you for writing to us. Uh, really, that's great. Uh, and so, yes, you can write to us at our website. You can email us at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. We are... We are on Facebook at Sneaky Dragon. We are on Twitter at Sneaky underscore Dragon. We are on Tumblr at Sneaky Dragon. And we have so a we Patreon. So we had to take down all of our porn. We had to take down all the porn. All the sneaky porn. Yeah. Sorry. No more dragon. Hardcore no more. No more dragon nip- nipples. <laughs> and that's how you contact us. <laughs> I'm glad we ended there. So thank you for listening to the show. And as we said earlier, but I'm going to say again, have a happy new year. Best Agreed. of the year to you. Agreed. And I hope your 2018 was, despite some setbacks, I hope it was a great year for you. And I hope 2019 is even better. I, I double agree uh, with that as well. And uh, we look forward to talking to you more in the new year. And uh, and there you are. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shut, your, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> I don't know why I suddenly said that. <laughs> suddenly, Should I, all... Shut up. <laughs> I, just, I re-screeched. Or shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> And never.